And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. We're here with the bros from Valuetainment, man. Yes, yeah, we got a great show planned for y'all, man. Let's get into it. Let's go. We are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. Um, so quick announcement again, uh, patreon.com slash fresh fit. Check all the behind the scenes content there, whether it's me kicking out an annoying ass girl. We kicked out Fetty Wild's baby mom ratchet as fuck the other day. She was annoying. <laughs> Crazy. Check us out over there. Um, and then also, guys, check out Fresh's YouTube channel, Fresh Prince CEO, and check out my YouTube channel, Fed1811, on there. I break down criminal cases, and Fresh does vlogs and does streams with girls. But fuck all that. We got two special guests in the house, man. Legend. Oh, man. I just don't want us to get kicked out. <laughs> I think um, you guys are safe. You guys are safe. Um, we know who you guys are, but can you guys introduce yourself to the audience, man? We're really happy to have you guys here. Yep. Of course. You go first. So okay. you're, you're the so, boss. Uh, born and raised in Iran, lived there 10 years, escaped, uh, went to Germany, lived at a refugee camp a couple of years, came to the States. Uh, joined the army, jumped uh, out of helicopters a lot until I saw balconies <laughs> and then I said, I'm good. Uh, no, and then, look, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I wanted to be the next Middle Eastern Arnold. Came out to L.A. I was going to marry you, Kennedy. I was going to go, you know, be a superstar in Hollywood, be a governor one day. And then I uh, went to Morgan Stanley Dean Witter, became a financial advisor day before 9-11. Literally, oh, wow. two days ago is my 21-year anniversary of being in the financial industry. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. I got started day before 9-11. And then uh, uh, September 23rd of 09, started my own insurance company with 66 agents. We grew to 35,000 agents nationwide, 200 plus offices. And recently we sold the company three months ago and then accidentally started a YouTube channel, turned into a media company and by team is now doing what it's doing. Wow. That's a, that what was, a story. That, that, was, that was one of the best <laughs> cliff notes I met. Holy crap. To summarize so many things. How, uh, tell people real quick about your military service because you served in the, in the military. I was at the 101st Airborne. Okay. I was at the 101st Airborne. You know, I was a Hummer mechanic. It was a, probably the best experience I had at the age of 18. Bam. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Success. Yeah. Well, Adam, that's going to be tough. You should have yeah, went first. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the only service I've done is bottle service at the clubs. <laughs> so I don't even try to I stay in my lane, right? Yeah. The joke is, you know, Pat's more the value, Adam's more the attainment. I'm totally cool with that. Although yeah. sometimes I'll get some things right. Sometimes you'll tell some every jokes. Every once in a while, trickle, yeah. trickle, uh, yeah, trickle. every once in a while you get. <laughs> but Adam Sosnick, PBD, um, Born and raised in Miami, former jack of all trades, uh, Miami nightlife, stand-up comedian, tried to be a sports agent, just like typical dude trying to figure things out. Eventually, I had to grow up. I got uh, I got into the finance game, uh, made a name for myself in uh, not life insurance, something called life settlements. I ended up actually meeting Pat in the gym, working out at a financial conference uh, 2012. So 10, 10 years, years ago. ago, we met yeah, in the wow. gym just doing that. And um more than anything, I would just say that I'm a professional networker. I'm constantly just surrounding myself with 
people like PBD, guys like yourself who are making something for themselves. And um, no matter whether you went to school, you know, Ivy League degree or whether you're a dropout in high school, you could always have a good attitude and always learn how to network and bring value to other people. And I try to bring value to PBD and everything we do at Valuetainment. And uh, we have a little little uh, idea of just trying to take over the world. So um, yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny? Meeting one person could change your life. Yeah, yeah. it really Incredible. can. And, and I want to say real quick, too, we did an awesome episode with Adam a couple months back yeah. on money. Save that money. If you That's guys remember right. that episode. Thank you. Uh, where we talked about, you know, being uh, financially literate, not being an idiot, being able to, you know, invest that money, mm-hmm. save that money, put it into assets that pay you back and mm-hmm. not being a broke boy. Yeah. Um, and let me just say something about that. Fuck. I don't think you're going to push back on this. If you want to learn how to be a millionaire, listen to what I'm saying. If you want to learn how to be a billionaire, listen to what Pat's saying. There I you think go. that's a fair credit. No. <laughs> soon. We got some work to do, but soon. <laughs> so there's different levels to this game, right? So for the 80, 90%, follow my advice. For the if you're the elite elite, you might want to listen to the CEO PBD. So That's where the money's it, at, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So um can you guys let us know what's going on new with Valuetainment? Obviously, you know, me myself, I mean, I was watching Valuetainment. I remember watching Valuetainment interviews when I was an agent, you know, watching surveillance, right? Like interviews that you've done with some uh, former mafia members and stuff. Yeah. It was always very intriguing to me uh, coming from that line of work. And you guys have just expanded, you know, the brand significantly to covering different types of things. You guys got different Valuetainment channels, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. You run Valuetainment Money. You got PBD Podcast. You got the original Valuetainment channel. So what's new with you guys as far as uh, Valuetainment is concerned? I mean, look, right now we're in recruiting talent. We're bringing a lot of people on board. That, yeah. uh, we're looking at folks who are doing it right. That More like a fa- two phases before where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys are about to cross a million. Mm-hmm. You guys keep going at it the way you're doing. You guys are going to get to 10 million in no time. There's entertainment. The topic is people want to hear about it. There's controversy. You're extremely, extremely natural on camera yourself and you know when you team up with a former pastor <laughs> you know, it's a great fit but, but for us you know we see a big void in media mm-hmm. and i see what's going on where capitalists are getting a black eye uh today it's confusing who the hero is we're getting the hero who's the complainer the one that cries too much the one that whines too much and people are seeing that as a hero and they're saying well maybe if i cry a lot if i bitch a lot if i complain a lot I'm going to be written about. I'm going to get a bunch of love. And we think that's a problem. That's not the right way to raise leaders. We want to make sure the people that are doing the job, that's having a hard time, that's overcoming the challenges, those guys need to be the heroes. So for the rest of our lives, we're going to be producing content where the entrepreneur, the creator, the disruptor, the innovator is the hero, whether that's through movies, documentaries, shows, all of that stuff. So we just Mm -hmm. bought a few buildings in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, We're looking right now at buying an 11 acre, uh, 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 campus that we want to build for Vitamin. You're talking about a whole studio building, you know, where we can house a thousand employees, you know, building a full-on media company. But that's the direction we're going. And at the same time, you know, uh, we chose to come to Florida because this, if you live in LA and if you've not been to LA lately, LA is not LA. <laughs> we we were at LA. We we're having dinner with Kevin Connolly. We're at the, uh, what's the restaurant we were at? Oh, you're your, a catch. Yeah, catch. And then we're right across from SLS, a tree house, a homeless man built a treehouse where he lives in right across from SLS. Wow. I mean, you're talking about Beverly Hills, 90210, homelessness everywhere. New York going through the mess they're going through. And Florida at a time like this, people are sitting around saying this is not a bad place to be. So future looks bright. We're excited about it. We've got a lot of a lot of strange pending projects right now that we can't wait to launch. Future, yeah. uh, my prediction, the future is going to be Texas, Florida, Nevada. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to start migrating in the, to those three states. A lot of I mean, tax-free states right yeah, there, Yeah, the tax-free states. And then, you know, obviously Las Vegas is close proximity to L.A. 
Everyone mm-hmm. loves Florida. A lot of New Yorkers have already come down here and tripled the real estate prices yep. damn near. Yeah. And then um, Texas, I mean, we already have seen that mass migration into Austin between people like Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. So, I mean, th- those are three great states to be. Do you think it'll get worse or like we've already seen the worst? Meaning during COVID, people had – we've already had two years plus since COVID. You kind of had to make some decisions in 2020, 2021. Yeah. So now do you think it'll, in your opinion, you're a real estate uh, yeah, guy. I think people are going to keep coming to Florida. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I, I, until they like institute state income taxes and the cost of living gets like significantly, because we're still not that bad compared to other places. Like the New York rent actually went right back up. Mm-hmm. So I think people are going to still keep coming down here because pretty much what COVID showed was that, you know, I don't need to be in a, in a cubicle at my office. I could work from home. So why am I going to work from home in cold ass New York and pay all these taxes times three or four? Cause you get a city, city tax, state tax and a federal tax versus mm-hmm. I can be in Florida. I only get taxed one time on federal. And to be fair, prices are dropping right now. So yeah, not about yeah home prices are dropping yeah. here too. So well, one of the biggest things uh, that we've done on the VT money channel was we did a whole real estate episode. Now you've got very strong feelings of what's about to happen in the real estate market. Yeah, what's your take on it? Look is it a bubble? What... Is it going to pop? Is... Well, it depends the market, right? I mean, Florida isn't growing just because, uh, you know, the real estate market. Florida is also growing because the climate is attracting job creators that don't want to be in places like Illinois, don't want to be in places like New York or D.C., Baltimore. People are coming down. Fantastic So point. these are the creators. So right. Florida's not going to get hit. Texas is going to get hit maybe 10%, 15% max. You're going to get, and by the way, Florida's going to take a hit, but not a 20, 30, 40% type yeah. of a uh, number. You're going to have some markets that's going to take a hit in California. You're going to have some markets that's going to take a hit in, uh, in like, in, give you a perfect example. Typically, Greenwich, when you think about Greenwich, you think about Greenwich. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, this world, is yeah. like Connecticut. $40 million homes and $30 million homes. And they looked at 10 years, over a 10-year period, Connecticut real estate has only gone up like shy of 10%. It's not, a, it's flat. Uh, I'll tell For you this. 10 years. I have seven properties in Connecticut, West Haven. Yeah, they didn't appreciate as much as my Florida ones. There well, you that's go. That's true. So, now, I can so, tell you that. It's and, true. And by the way, you're talking Connecticut is Connecticut, right? Like rich people live in certain places, but the wealthy of the wealthy live in Greenwich. So, 100%. you know, real estate for me right now, here's a couple of things you got to look at. Look at inventory going up. Inventory is going up. The more it goes up, prices have to go down. Yep. Rates keep going up. It just cracks 6%. Okay. Yep, yeah. If they keep increasing the rates, this is not going to be good news uh, for folks in the business. So loan officers right now went from making. So guy, if, if a guy who most loan officers make their money on refinancing, you got to yes. play, say, I got a, my, uh, you know, $600,000 loan is at 4.8%. They'll call you. You know, Myron, I can refi at 3.2%, save you $600 a month on your payment. Oh, I'm all in. Great. Yeah. But now you got a 3.2%. If I call you as a loan officer, Myron, I can refinance it for 62 You're like, what yeah. are you talking uh, about? Yeah, like, right? uh, nope. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so today, you know, these loan officers that were making 50 a month, maybe 20 a month, maybe 100 a month, 90% of their income on refi has dropped. So yes. from 100 a month, now they're making 10 a month. That's a very drastic life change. Give you another story of what just happened recently. A baseball card, Mickey Mantle, sold for $12.6 million. Oh, wow. Three weeks ago. It's a record-breaking. Biggest, most expensive card ever sold. $12.6 million. The guy that sold it, if he would have sold it a year ago when Bitcoin was at $69,000, that $12.6 million card would have sold for $20 plus million, oh. but it sold for 12.6. He sold it through Bitcoin. He sold, no, he sold it through, uh, 
Heritage Auctions, which is the fifth largest auction house in America. Okay. He sold it for $12.6 million. This is the point I'm you making. You just give it the state of the market. Okay, gotcha. When gotcha. people in loans were making a lot of extra money, they're mm -hmm. just buying stuff. They own two Lambos. They own, you know, three watches. They own, you know, all these nice fancy clothes. They're buying two, three rental properties. They're, they're sending, they're buying baseball cards. They're buying NFTs. When's the last time you heard an NFT conversation? You don't hear people talking about yeah, NFTs. It's very quiet. It's not scam. NFT community is very quiet. They're not saying a lot right now. Yeah. So, you know, sure. when when people stop buying that kind of stuff, Rolex dropped. Uh, yep. Patek Philippa watches dropped. Luxury watches dropped. Yep. A year ago, you couldn't find an SF90 on eBay or for sale. Maybe three of them would be on sale on eBay. Yeah. Today, you can find 30, 40 SF90s on the market, which means that's dropped 10%. So you've seen it from that. A Lamborghini last year where there was five of them in the market, if you're lucky. Today, there's 59 of them on the market. So why are they on the market? All of this stuff is a sign of where things are going to be three, six, 12 months from now. You know, I, I I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. I think it's mm -hmm. going to get a little bit worse in the next three, six, 12 months. If somebody's thinking about, you know, buying a house, wait three, six months, maybe nine months. If somebody's thinking about selling a house, whatever price you got on the market, lower by 10%, sell it. Do not sit on it. It'd be a mistake you make. Mm -hmm. Even now, I'm about to sell some of my cars right now because the market's yeah. about to drop drastically. Yeah. So you want to get out of the head of the market. I mean, think, think about what Pat's saying. I mean, just listen to what we've been through from a macroeconomic standpoint. We've printed yeah. what, $6 trillion, $5 yeah. trillion and yeah. since uh, 2020. It's 40% yep. of the money supply that we've ever had in the world. Yep. You have people sitting around just collecting unemployment, stimulus, not working, working from home, moving wherever you want. Like, it's almost like uh, if you do steroids, like steroids were injected into the economy, yep. clearly, right? And then if you stop doing steroids and stop working <laughs> out, <laughs> what the hell do you think is going to happen to your body? Yeah. So everything that he's saying, it's not like conjecture, it's not opinion, it's very fact-based stuff that's going on here. And, so and to, to your point, Adam, the club scene itself, the guys are popping bottles, crypto millionaires, yep. guys with PPP loans, all that yep. money's gone. Yep. They're not yep. in the club no more. Yep. They're working at uh, Publix or something like that. So it's tough yep. right now, man. It's tough. You were going to say something, sorry. Yeah, no, that's the point. So that's where you learn. By the way, here's an interesting fact that came up. Mm. Uh, in the last six months, just this year, so go back six months, October, not six months, October of 2021, which is what, 10 months ago, yeah. right? To today, discount stores, discount stores, 99 cent stores, discount stores, their sales from October of last year to July of this year, okay, so say nine months, is up 70%, mm -hmm. meaning if these guys were doing 100 million a year, now they're doing 170 million a year. Why are people 70% more going to discount stores? Ain't nobody was waking up saying, I'm going to go to a 99 cent store or discount store. You just go and buy whatever you were buying. You're not thinking twice about it. Yeah, right. Now they're up 70%. These little markers are leaving a lot of clues. Gas prices, I think, is going to keep going down mm. till midterms, right after midterms. Boom, it's going to skyrocket back up. And uh, but but for for now, some of the stuff that's going on in the economy, there's so much mm -hmm. you can do to manipulate the economy to make it look like it's OK. But right after midterms, you're going to see the real blood. I mean, the coming. White House literally said that we're not in a recession, even though we were like, we, you know, <laughs> you got around GP, with yeah. the yeah. definition yeah. of a recession. But by the way, uh, regarding the discount, yeah. store, you have a very strong feelings on the discount. Uh, store. Uh, my dad was it's, a cashier at a 99 cent but store for 15 years. Yeah. You're, see, you're yeah. seeing two things. I think Target like. If you're not shopping in a discount store or dollar supply, like you're going to a, a Target, right? Yeah. Did you see Target's numbers? Eight, 89% was down on- 89 per Target. On, not, okay, not, 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 like revenues, not revenues, not revenues. They're 89% down on what they were projecting on profits on how much mm -hmm. less I believe they hit, but still Target. Exactly. I mean, wow. And then if you target. see what's like, I just saw an article come out the other day that 
you think of who go, who shops at dollar stores, right? Yeah. You know, paycheck to paycheck. They're saying they're seeing more people. I don't know how they track this. Seeing more people who make $100,000 a year, six-figure income, starting to shop at the dollar store. Mm. Save that money. I mean, these, this is just... Highs and lows of the marketplace. Yeah, and wow. I think this um, is Money Mondays on Fresh. No, 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 it is. It is. And, <laughs> but, and I and I wanted to kind of because you guys made so many great points. You're saying like the Texas market dropped a little bit. Yes, like Austin, Texas, which was one of the hottest real estate markets, it did drop down. Florida didn't drop down as much. And what I'm saying is that going back to what you guys are saying as far as like consumers, like you know, going from Target down to like you know nine cents stores, whatever. That's also similar in the real estate market. Once people start making less money or they start to fear, they start to cut luxuries out. And yeah. when they cut those luxuries out. You want to be in a position where you can kind of, you know, take advantage of that. So for like myself, for example, a lot of you guys ask, oh, real estate, what do you do, Mark? Great point. I always buy real yep. estate that's pretty much B or C level. I don't buy high luxury end real estate. I always buy it like, you know, B, C, Section 8 tenants, guys that are working class, blue collar, because I know that there's always going to be a market of tenants there that I can pull from. Yep. And fortunately here in Miami, even if the house, price, house prices go up, well, what do people have to do? They have to rent. And the market rent here in, in Miami is typically between... 17 to 2300 depending on where you are what part for bnc so you're always going to win so like I, I think being in that second level like as long as you're not at the top you're somewhere in the middle where most people can afford you'll be all right mm -hmm. let but, me ask you a question bro yeah, sure you've been in this place for how long now uh i've been in miami since 2018 no but this actual apartment. oh uh i've been here oh this is a good example yeah, yeah exactly. i've been here since 2020 sorry all right so you moved here pre-covid or right around covid i moved right uh october of 2020 yeah. $3,700 rent. Exactly. This is what I want yeah. to get to. What they jacked you up. So they didn't. I locked a uh, another uh, lease, two years. Huh. However, if I tried to get this apartment now, exactly. guaranteed probably be around six or seven, eight thousand. Oh. Dude, I was paying $3,600 for a sick place. And uh, I moved to Dallas to team up yeah. with Pat. This was in 2020. I was bouncing around and we came back to Florida a year later. I came to my place down here, Marquee, right across from the, the, the heat arena over there. I was paying 36. I said, all right, cool. I mean, what are the chances I can get my unit back? They go, yeah, it's 5,800 now. Yep. Okay. In a year. Yep. Yeah. That's I got insane. lucky. So Miami, most expensive city, 40% is gone. I, I got lucky because I locked an, a longer term lease before that because I saw that coming. But yeah, man, like it's wild. Like I've seen people's rent here in Miami jump one to $2,000 easy, especially easy. if you're in the downtown area of Brickle and or um, uh, downtown Miami, Midtown. Yeah. We know yeah. a girl. She has a condo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Walt, you know a girl? <laughs> Fresh uh, and fit who's got a million different girls on here? In Edgewater. Okay. And like her rent like for years was like 2500 bucks. Yeah. This year, bro, like literally this year, 3700 bucks. That's a huge jump. From 25 she to 37. Works, she works a minimum wage job. Yeah. She can't afford that. Miami, yeah, the, Miami went up 41%. Right. Crazy. In 2021. Miami used to be a best kept secret type city because like people would think, oh, Miami's expensive, but they yeah. were thinking of Miami Beach. They yeah. didn't think of the city. Yeah. So now that the New Yorkers figured out, wait, you're telling me I can get a balcony view, parking in a gym for two thousand dollars a month? Because that's what I paid when I first moved here in 2018. I was paying seventeen hundred dollars a month, and I was uh, you know making like uh you know hundred grand a year as a Fed agent, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, this is so cheap compared to other major cities. Well, the secret's out. Everyone's mm -hmm. moved down to Miami now. The rent yeah. is went yeah. up. It's, it's, crazy. it's interesting. It's, we're, okay. we're, we're having dinner with Rogan in uh, uh, Jacksonville. This is right after the fight. The fight ends at 2.30. We're at the restaurant. They kept it open. It's 4 o'clock. Everybody's tired. Six steakhouse, right? Yeah, yeah six steakhouse. And he says, you know, it's crazy what Elon Musk texted me. He says, he says, Joe, why is real estate so expensive in Austin? 
Mm. Joe's like, dude, you got three hundred billion dollars. What do you mean it's expensive? So think about a guy worth three hundred million is telling Rogan, look how expensive three hundred billion dollars. Telling Rogan how expensive it is. Man, the rent is too damn high. Elon Musk is complaining about the rent being high. We all got some problems out here. Wow. Well, by the way, you talked about Miami being the best kept secret, you know, in the country. Yeah. You know, my whole family's from Detroit. Shout out. What's my guy's name out here? From Detroit, it was just here. I don't know. Is he still here? Oh, Eric? No, no uh, Carlos. Uh, oh, no, no, no. no. Anwar's from Maryland. Okay. My uh, other buddy that's from Detroit. Whatever. We were talking about Detroit. My dad's from Detroit. He moved down here in the 70s. So I was born early 80s here in Miami. I was the weird family member. I was the weird black sheep family member. It's like, we all live in Detroit. We all live in Chicago, Midwest. What the hell are you doing down in Miami in the 80s? Yeah. Right? All the stigma. That was, I was like the weird guy. And then all of a sudden, in the mid to late 90s, I started getting calls. Yo, what's up, man? What? You, we're coming down to Miami this week. Oh, really? Okay. I'm 16 years old, mm-hmm. 18 years old, 20 years old. All of a sudden I started seeing Chris Pacello, Liquid, you know, our friend. And then all of a sudden it kind of went on the map and then boom. I mean, what has happened over the last 20 years is insane. It's I, exploded. You know, but it was the, it was not the cool thing to do in the eighties and nineties be in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the way, when you talk Detroit, think about it this way. The richest yeah. city in America was Detroit. Okay. In the fifties, right? fi- it's the richest city Motor in city, the baby. world. Just so yeah. you know that Detroit, right? So everybody's thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, look at these homes they're building. All the rich people, the big houses, all this stuff. Ford Motor Company, you got Christ. Everybody's in this place. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, who shows up? Politicians show up. Mm-hmm. The moment politicians showed up, they made Detroit what it is into today. Yeah. So whatever city you're living in, if you leave to another city or state like Florida, like Texas, like Nevada, like Tennessee. Tennessee right now, believe it or not, has got the lowest all-in taxes. It's the lowest. It's the mm-hmm. 50th lowest taxes in America, which is great. That's the lowest taxes in America. Memphis, one of the best cities right now to invest. Memphis? For, yeah, for I'm not surprised. Surprised. Yeah. One I'm of not the surprised. best ones for real estate. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I am not surprised. But the point is, just whatever you're doing, even in a place like Florida, people living in Florida, you can't get too arrogant thinking it's going to stay like this forever. You yeah. got to keep paying attention for sure to the policies and who's getting elected because that that's going to have an impact on your long term. Agreed. Adapt. Agreed. Um, all right. I'll read these real quick. Just so you guys know, from this point forward, we're only going to read 50 and up because we got two special guests in the house and we want to make sure we get y'all as much sauce as possible. So I'm going to fly through these. Common W, my two favorite channels, Coddling. Thanks, Pat, for giving me. Oh, colliding. Sorry. Pat, uh, for giving me the chance to ask Joe Jurgensen and GSP questions. Shout out to my favorite nice. Jew, Adam. Keep up the great work, <laughs> fellas. Thank you. Shout and then out. we got, uh, let's see here. We got um, Adam. We need uh, Natalia on the after hour yeah, show. Yeah, She's more than shown. She is competent, capable female representation of your brand with her mindset. I think she would fare pretty well on the nighttime side of things. Okay. And then we got uh, Yves Simonis. Patrick, you had an excellent conversation with Jason Fung a year ago. You learned a lot. Now you know better. Have you began intermittent fasting for your health and longevity needs? Yes or no? And if no, why? I knew this guy was going to bring it to But but I got to tell you, more than ever before, Mm. more than ever before because of that meeting. So, yes. And not only that, my wife believes in it as well. So did my former CFO, Ian, who was always, you know, Wednesdays was his day he would go through. Yeah. So, yes, more today than before, but I still and eat Ian's my ripped. breakfast. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, thank you guys sitting at the table. All of you inspire, have inspired me to better myself. Just a year ago, I had the biggest victim mentality. and It wasn't until this past summer when I turned 25 that I had to make a choice and I choose to thrive. Nice. Absolutely, guys. Giving flowers to PBD. That video with Lewis House in 2020 was packed with info mm. and changed my perspective. You're an inspiration. Thank oh, you very much, my friend. Here you go. 
And then value and time goes. Shout out to Valuetainment. Appreciate it, my friend. And a couple more. Um, 50 and up from here. Not okay. Now to explain, by the way. Cool. And we appreciate it, guys. Like I said before, every so guys, we're gonna read 50 and up. However, every single chat that comes through is going to be shown on screen. Um, we're just gonna read 50 and up to make sure that we get you all the sauce on this interview. Uh, Caleb Box goes. Ask my guys, Adam and Pat, what has been the best project done so far this year for them? Well, I was gonna ask that, but I guess we can ask you now. Yeah. Well, real quick, um, we can get into what that was. But is that Caleb? That's Caleb, Caleb Box. So we got to give a shout out. Just stop the show. Give yeah. a shout out to Caleb. No, he I sent me a bottom of tequila today. So the the best project that we're working on. We got a lot of them pending, but the one that I'm most excited about is an app we just launched last week called Minect. And the reason why we launched this app was a couple different reasons. So I, I can't stand paying lawyers. Last year, I paid nearly three and a half million dollars to lawyers and accountants last year. Okay, so when you talk to a lawyer for five minutes, he sends you a bill for 30 minutes. It it just pissed me off. after. (laughs) Like, I didn't talk to you for 30 minutes. No, you owe me 400 bucks. I'm like, no, it's a five minute call. So I said, what if there was an app where you can talk to a lawyer, an influencer, an accountant, a doctor, an expert, and you pay by the minute? So that was one part about launching Minect. You have a minute to connect, hence Minect. I like that. Then the other part was, say somebody that's watching this right now wants to ask Tate a question, okay? Mm-hmm. Or they want to have a 15-minute FaceTime with Tate. Today, Tate had a 15-minute FaceTime with one of all, somebody that bought 15 minutes with him. If you want to have a call with uh, Robert Kiyosaki, maybe you want to talk to Chas Palminteri. Maybe you want to talk to, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Connolly, Connolly from Sammy Entourage. The Gravano, Michael so, Francis. All of, whatever it is, on Minect. Fresh and fit. If you DM them on Instagram, you're probably not going to hear back from them because their time is worth money. If somebody DMs you, you're worth money. You might not even see it. That's the point. You're not going to see it. But on Minect, they're going to be able to say, hey, Myron, what are you worth per minute? You say I'm worth 50 bucks a minute. Somebody wants to have a 50-minute conversation with you, they pay $750. So the talent, the expert gets 80%. And Manette keeps 20%. That's the app we just launched a week ago. Nice. Very, and by the way, Tate is on there right now. He's getting slammed. So if somebody wants to get in contact with Tate or Kiyosaki or Connolly or Sammy or any of these guys, go to Minect, M-I-N-N-E-C-T, the app on Apple, Droid, everywhere, and you'll be able to connect with these guys. So nice. we just launched awesome. it last we week. We just launched that's it lit. right after the vault. Our big Five days ago, did, seven yeah. days ago, yeah. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. That's, um, a, that's a better cameo. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's it's a better than yeah. yeah it's it's like a professional like, cameo. Yeah, real legitimate conversations with real legitimate people, not like singing "Happy Birthday." That's dope. <laughs> Brandon A goes, ask Pat when does he think he will interview Richard Hart? <laughs> he just interviewed him. Yeah, I just had yeah, Richard. We just had him. Had him on. They just had him. I I, I don't know. I, I know he did it, but I, I don't think we have anything to count on. He listen. He's a rowdy guy. He's he knows how to get notice out there as well. Mm-hmm. But we've already done the interview through Adam. Okay. Um, respect to PBD and Adam. Pat, thank you for your service. If you can get into airborne school next month, will you go? LOL, just kidding. Pat, I'm working hard on adding a zero to my net worth. Keep leader from the front, gentlemen. Thank it. you so much. Yeah. That's one of the homies. Yep. Um, and then we got uh, value and time goes. Pat, don't do us like that. I'm still here. Bag uh, holding my board apes and D gods. Okay, it's a it's NFTs. a uh, NFT guy. Get yeah, be patient, hold, buddy. Hold on. Doc Hancock goes to PBD. That would uh, what would you recommend a young man making mid six figures with solid income security to look uh, out for in terms of asymm- uh, asymmetrical returns? Very simple. Either either Down go and team up with a founder that you know is going places and become his best right-hand guy. I watched a video a week ago by uh, not big pun, Fat Joe. And Fat Joe talks about how, you know, he talks about how the one thing most people don't know how to do is how to be a number two. He says, Mm -hmm. listen, my entire life, I've been a great number two. He says, when I was a kid growing up, my older brother, I was a number two. So I would open a door. I'd say, here you go. What can I get you? I would go get him a drink, get the food. Everything was, I'm his number two. He says, then I made all the money. 
but I learned how to be a number two. He says, I'm rich. He says, guys, I'm very rich. At this point of the game, I make money whether I get out of bed or not. He says, however, as rich as I am, I'm not as rich as DJ Khaled, who's yeah. younger than me. Mm-hmm. And he says, if DJ Khaled and if Khaled and I go out, I still open the door to him because I'm a great number two. Mm-hmm. Somebody like that, that, Doc Hancock, if you want to make money fast, and I'm talking fast, Go find great founders who are killers, who have a reputation. They're going to get the job done. And they say they're going to do it. doesn't matter what space it is in real estate. I'm less interested in the industry. I'm more interested in the founder. Mm-hmm. Not only are you going to learn the habits of this founder, and then you say, hey, Myron, what do I need to do to own a piece of your business? Hey, you know, Fresh, what can I do to own a piece of this thing you're building? Then Myron may say, well, look, in the next two years, if you do X, Y, Z, I'll give you stock options. I'll do this. I'll do that. Well, then once you do that, when the company goes public or it sells or it gets acquired, something happens, you're going to get, uh, you know, the other day, one of my guys, it's so funny, uh, shout out to Amor. Uh, Amor was my boss 21 years ago. When I say boss, he was kind of the guy that monitored all the business I was doing on the securities industry. He got me out of trouble. Like if I was doing business and I was younger, come, he said, don't do this. Don't do that. He's, he's a compliance guy. He kept guy. you from being Jordan Belfort. The, that's, that's, <laughs> he's that guy. Okay. Sweetheart of so, a guy. So I love him. So one day him and I meet at Rafi's place and I said, Amor, what are you doing? Where were you currently at? He says, well, you know, I'm doing this. I'm like, listen, I started an insurance company. You know how hard I work. Why don't you come and be my compliance guy? Mm, and he says, you, but, but Pat, you got nothing going on. I said, you know, I got nothing going on right now, but you know who I am. I'm going to work. So finally, I said, let's do another meeting with your wife. So his wife shows up. So Tim and his wife at the time, ex-wife at the time, and we're sitting down talking. Anyway, so we have dinner. I said, come on board. It was at the early stages of the company. He got equity. Well, you know, when this whole event took place three months ago, Amor is famous for FaceTiming you and rooming up with you and walking out of, out of the shower naked. This is because he's from France. So he's got a little bit of that French thing going for himself. <laughs> so all of a sudden, next he, he, says, he calls me. He's in tears. He's in the sauna naked. He's like, Pat, I can't believe what just happened with this check. I was not. Ex- he got a massive check mm-hmm. for himself. But again, he did the right thing. He teamed up with somebody that's a founder going places. So, Doc, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say go find a killer founder. Run with them for three, five years, maybe 10 years. Do whatever you can to be the right-hand person, and you're going to make a lot of money. Chances are you're going to make a lot of money. That is some great information. I just want to add to that because this is something that we talk about a lot. You talk about our friend Tom knowing what number you need to be. Okay, He was never a number one. He was always a number two, three, four, four, five. For as long as I've lived, I've always been the number two guy. And I'm totally cut. Like, you have to understand what kind of ego you need to like put aside. Everyone's got an ego. Of course. Uh, one of the things I learned, the ego is not the amigo. In, in high school. <laughs> I like that one. The ego is not the amigo, bro. In high school, you met my friend Terrell. Yep. On the basketball team, he was all county, all did, amazing player. He's the shooter. I'm the point guard. I'm good with that, bro. We went places. Okay. After college, you know, Keith, multi, multi, multi-millionaire family, billionaire family, Started hotels, started clubs, bodega. I'll be the number two guy. No problem. We're running things. Even with my buddy Chris, the guy, Chris Humphreys, that married Kim Kardashian. Yes. I'm right there. I'm the number two guy. I'm walking Chloe down the aisle. I got no problem. I'm not with Kim. I'm with Chloe. So when I meet Pat and he's like, listen, I need you to run with me. But clearly you're the number two guy. Dude, I'm right there with you, brother. And to have someone who's definitely a number one is so powerful because I it. I'm the type of person that likes to give assists. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't need the ball. I don't need to be a scorer. If know. we did play basketball, I'm more like a number 11. Just so you know. <laughs> He's more of a Dennis food. Rodman type. He's yeah. like the uh, Persian uh, Dennis Rodman. But what Pat's saying is maybe you're not the number one, bro. 
maybe you're the number two. It's, there's it, nothing wrong with being the number three or number four. Like, yeah, like it's like us. Yeah, I'm a number two. I'm glad with it. Yeah, he's number one. But you, but it's in but, different. But you you have excel to, you in have, different things. Uh, listen, what you just said. Okay, so today it's so funny. We're driving today, and we go and have lunch with Mario and Tom and Jennifer, my wife. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about relationships, marriage, which I know you guys are very excited about getting married one day. <laughs> but we're talking about marriage and relationships, right? And so we talked about different women in your life, the different difference between being smart and wise. Okay, mm -hmm. most people want to be smart, okay, because it's impressive. You want to kind of hey, here's how smart I am. What you just said, you're not smart. You're wise. A smart person may want to compete with them and say, no, I'm going to be better than Myron all this. Mm -mm. No, you have wisdom. And it's, ve it's very difficult to teach that, to have wisdom. It's a choice that you make. And that's a sign of maturity. For a guy whose age ends with a number nine, <laughs> starts with a number two, Mm -hmm. That's about to turn 30 in yeah, October. October 2nd. And by the way, just October so you guys know, I know you guys don't share this kind of stuff off camera, right? Like five minutes before we got started, he was crying on my shoulder. Like, what do I do? I, <laughs> I was telling him it's okay. It's going to be fine. So, well, you're going to be all right. Bro. Well, I, I, I got to say this, man, because uh, that's true. I studied Proverbs for wisdom and God granted me that. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. But well, to your credit, there's things you excel in as number one. Like you're the guy out on the clubs, out in the boats, networking. That's your role. In that capacity, you're number one. That's when true. it comes oh, to man. the show, maybe Myron is more the number one in terms of, you know, philosophies and and, and right and wrong and kind of kicking chicks out. And that's not your role. Mm. But everyone excels in a different role. So you could be a number one in some things, but a number two in other things. Huh? That's yeah. a good point. Um, so okay, I'll read the rest of these and then we'll because I, I want to come back, circle back to to um evaluatement and how you guys are like a very because you guys are pu um pushing the envelope in a lot of things and i want to talk about your guys recent interview as well mm -hmm. um real quick patrick share to my share to myron exactly what exactly you have learned about intermittent fasting and how myron should start supporting it you best bro Stop, you bro. gotta chill with the intermittent fasting <laughs> stuff bro like relax is that like the intermittent fasting guy? yeah, yeah, yeah like, like bro you, you gotta relax bro that guy's gonna relax i, I have zealot i think he might do it for a little while and then stop and then go do it again but, but you know, intermittent. some people it's a religion yeah, mm -hmm. really what is. I can tell you is from the moment I even tried it once a month or even once every two weeks, I have lost an inch and a half, two inches on my waist. Oh, so you're doing no, this no, legit? I, no, no. What mm -hmm. he's saying, there is a lot of credibility mm -hmm. in that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yes, I'll, I'll give him a shot. But I got people around me that all they want to talk about is intermittent fasting 24. I'm not part of that camp. <laughs> once a month is me. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So because uh, you guys were talking about value Timber before that we pretty much have a media agencies that are kind of run by victims and people that want to be, oh, you know, if you participate, it's good enough, blah, 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 which I agree. Like, I mean, media is, uh, you know, <laughs> it definitely degraded itself significantly. I mean, if you look at Netflix nowadays, I was talking about this the other day, like we're putting like soy boys and, you know, weak men kind of in the forefront and kind of making them the champion characters versus like taking the traditionally masculine guys and making them look like the evil guys. I mean, if you look at like a movie like Rocky, for example, back in the day, or you look at any of these like very pro-masculine movies, uh, Rambo, etc., the hero looked like a goddamn hero. Nowadays, the heroes don't look like heroes. If you look at Spider-Man nowadays versus Spider-Man from the early 2000s, mm. it was significant. And I think we've been, you know, working towards degradating the male image in general and killing masculinity. And I, I really like the fact that you guys are kind of fighting back against that with Valuetainment, bringing people that kind of go against the grain. I know you're going to interview someone tomorrow that um, has a different um, viewpoint on 9-11. And whether you agree with them or disagree with them, I think that's really important to have people like that. And you guys recently um, just came from Spain. Can you guys tell us about that a little Sheesh. bit? Yeah, we, we uh, uh, so Tate reached out and we started talking. We've been communicating for a while, but he reached out on Instagram and when he was on and 
Uh, and he says, hey, why don't we figure something out? I said, come to the States. He says, it's not something I want to do right now. I said, totally understand. Uh, and then we looked at different locations. Finally, we agreed on Madrid. So right after we finished the vault, we got on a flight. We went to Madrid. We met up. We set up a whole nice private cigar. It was a top cigar lounge in all of Madrid. We sat down. We had a five-hour conversation with them on tape. The whole thing is like six, seven hours, but five hours on tape. And we talked about a lot of different things. And it wasn't a, you know, interview where it's kind of like, so how you doing, man? You're killing it. It was more like, look, here's the people that have been banned. Why did you get banned? You know, here's the stuff that you've said. So, um, you know, some people hold you accountable for these comments. What about this? What about that? And, and the great thing about him is, you know, I've interviewed communists. I don't believe in communism. Yeah. I've been, I've interviewed Sammy DeBull, Michael Francis. I've interviewed Phil Leonetti, the former underboss of the Philadelphia crime family. I've interviewed Nikki, Nikki Scarf, one of the guys that replaced him. You know, I've interviewed all these guys Killers, killers, yeah. people that did jail, people that did time. Andy Fastow, who was the CFO that caused Enron to go out of business, he went to jail for eight years, was the keynote speaker at our event last week. Yeah, The CFO who went to jail for eight years, they had 100,000 employees. And the intro to him was, guys, the reason why I'm bringing people like this is to help you keep you out of jail so you don't make the bad mistakes accounting-wise. So for us, you know, we interviewed Tate and – I was waiting to see what his style is going to be. Let's not talk about this. Don't ask me about this. Don't ask me about that. Because some people are like, hey, don't ask me. Yeah. You know what he said? Nothing. Ask me whatever you want to ask me. And yep. we did. Mm. And, you know, the audience will be able to make a, a decision for themselves tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to go live on PBD Podcast. And it's going to be on our website. So here's the key. If, God forbid, something happens, you'll be able to find the interview on PBD Podcast. Uh, Valuetainment.com, and you'll be able to find it on Rumble. It's the first video we're posting on Rumble, just in case. But uh, we are going to have it on Valuetainment.com as well. So nice. uh, it's it's a to he direct direct call out to the Paul brothers. He did not hold back. Logan, mm-hmm. direct especially. direct call out to KSI to Logan. Uh, not necessarily Jake Paul. He actually had good things to say about Jake Paul. But I, if I say to you, he mentioned name Logan Paul forty times. I would say that's a small number. Yeah, man, <laughs> he definitely has no love. He, no, for he, this he guy, Logan and, Paul. and there was a lot of other people that he was like that. But yeah, so I mean, look, you know, whether you feel that way, I think both of them are giants. I think Logan for that those brothers to go out there and did what they did together to be where they're at right now. Are you kidding me? There's some of the. Jake's probably one of the top 10 best trolls we have in America. That's a skill <laughs> nowadays. That is a skill nowadays. Yeah. Trump, yeah. him, Connor, Mayweather, Dana. These guys are professional. They know how to make the money. Elon. <laughs> Elon is probably the best troll out of all the business people. But, yeah, it's going to be entertaining to see how uh, uh, how the social networks react to the interview tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they don't they don't uh, try to take it down. And, and you know, I, I speak with Tate uh, very often, almost every day. And, um, you know, we knew him before he blew up. And, and to me, it's like, dude, it, it's crazy to me how he really if you look at it, he didn't really like violate any terms of service because I've seen people get away with way worse. It's just that anything that's pro masculine nowadays, anything that talks about male mm-hmm. self-improvement, whatever it may be, or anything that gives male authorities while simultaneously telling women, hey, men lead women follow is always going to be looked at as, you know, misogynistic or hateful content or whatever the hell. But there's people on YouTube and these contents that and these comp- uh, platform platforms that like make way worse content. So um, and then as far as like Logan Paul and KSI, you know, I lost a lot of respect for them, you know, uh, for me, as a guy that used to watch them before to see um, what happened, to Andrew Tate, and then them co- go ahead and say, Oh, good. He got canceled. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, KSI a couple years ago was talking about this is my rape face, and you know Logan Paul with the you know incident that he had in Japan filming a dead body. What they did is arguably worse. I've never seen Andrew talk anything about 
um, you know, committing acts of violence or rape towards women. But these guys are over here trying to virtue signal whatever to try to go ahead and make themselves put themselves in a certain light. And I look at it like you guys are some of the worst hypocrites and you guys don't necessarily stand on your own word. Your biggest thing is you just want to appeal to the masses now because they're, they're at a different point now. Right. They're like mainstream, et cetera. So I think he was right to call them out because these guys are, are frauds, quite frankly. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, I don't know about the fraud side uh, on how they do business because I've heard from the business side, they, they, they make money the right way. Here's what I will tell you. Yeah. About seven years ago, not 10 years ago, one of my friends, good friends, uh, we're in together and one of the guys in our circle, these two guys can't stand each other. These mm -hmm. are people that we went to school together early on when I was a kid in, in Glendale. But these two guys are friends, but they're very, very big competitors. So they can tolerate each other amongst people, but behind closed doors, this guy's talking shit about this guy, that yeah. guy's talking shit about that. And you tell both of them, listen, man, I'm friends with both of you guys. Yeah. Whatever you do, I don't need to hear from the other guy. I like you. I like him. Just leave it I'm alone. The same right? way. So one day, the guy, one of them, is going through a really ugly divorce, mm -hmm. really ugly divorce. And it's not, it's very, very ugly, nasty. Everyone's talking about it. This guy says, well, let me tell you, notice what he's going through. I tell you, this guy's a scumbag. He's this, he's that. He's that. I'm like, so listen, bro, you're married. If, the, if I can tell you anything, don't say that because you don't want it when it comes to you for people yeah. to judge you the way you're judging him. Mm. Just relax, okay? Don't say this. I'm just giving you this counsel. Do whatever you want to do. Anyways, this guy goes through his divorce. Two years later, he gets the same exact ugly oh, divorce. Wow. And then he says, how come people are not? I said, I'm sorry, what? Do you not remember when your best friend was going through it, what you did to him? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? So, so for me, the biggest disappointment with this case with Logan and Tate and all this other stuff is Logan got the biggest forgiveness. His channel was demonetized for 90 days. Nothing was shut down. No yeah. Instagram, no yep. Twitter, nothing. He just lost demonetization for 90 days. Yep. And you were forgiven. And on top of that, on yeah. top of that, this is the part that's a little bit disturbing uh, when, you, when you hear stories like this is... Dwayne Johnson, he, he the Logan just told the story like a week ago or a yeah. month ago. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson, manager apparently, this is Logan Paul's. I don't know if this is accurate or not. Told the manager called uh, uh, Logan Paul because they were representing both, and they said, "Listen, take all the pictures down you have with DJ with uh, the Rock." Oh wow! And then when things settle down, it's okay. But for now, take it all down. Logan then says, "I was disappointed because this is like my hero telling me to do something like this. It kind of broke my heart. I'm going mm -hmm. through it." You have to know that for somebody that's lived out, you have to be wise enough to embrace the moment and say, listen, this guy's going through what he's going through. Hey, man, well, my turn, because you're going to screw up again in life. You are young. This yeah. guy's going to be, this guy, by the way, as much as I'm saying this, I believe Paul, one of the two is going to run for president one day, and they're going to have a shot at winning. As Whether you like these guys, you hate these guys, it doesn't matter. I simply give props to somebody's ability to compete at this age, to go through amount of limelight, and now as a professional wrestler, all I'm saying is, as you're winning and some of your competitors are losing, be very careful when you get in their face and you just, I told you so, you're a loser, you're this, you're that, because a year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, that you're going to go through some shit and you're going to want people to remember how you handled, how graceful you were. Conor McGregor said a great quote one time when he lost to Diaz. I'll never forget this quote. He said, uh, uh, he says, look, I'm cocky with my predictions, okay, confident in my preparation, humble in my victory or loss okay mm -hmm. cocky with my predictions confident with my preparation and then humble in my victory or loss now obviously when he lost to dustin portier he wasn't that humble about it yeah but that that is that is a very simple thing to be think if you're winning you're losing 
Look, the other day, UFC, I don't know if you guys saw this last card. Sick card, by the way. What a flipping card. Dana White pulled off an incredible thing last minute when they, you know, there's a big brawl in the back. I don't know if you guys heard. It was a massive brawl in UFC. They, this is the first time in the history of the UFC they canceled the press conference. This has never happened before. Oh, wow. One of the guys brought Nate Diaz as part of a gang. So he, they had 50 of their people. The other guys had 37 people. Fight breaks out. They don't have enough security. But these guys fight. Kevin Holland fights. Uh, 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 how do you say the other guy's name? Cosmod. They, he fights Cosmod. At the beginning of the fight, they're thinking this thing's going to get very, very ugly and Kevin's going to knock him out. In one minute, Cosmod wins. It's not even close. Like, the other guy didn't score a single point. You know what happened at the end? They both hugged it out. They shook hands. It was good. It was over with. So I just didn't like the way Logan, right after this guy got banned, to, yeah. so no one's got more experience than you in this area. I think you could have handled a little bit more gracefully. That's my only criticism of his handling of the situation. Yeah, and, and can, my thing is, oh, go ahead, Adam. No, Please, can, ahead. Can, I, can I give you a little pushback on this? Sure. Okay. I this know what a, you're going to say. I know what no, angle well, you're going to take. Is, this is what 42 years, 43 years of wisdom will do to you, mm -hmm. is you can reference different stories that have crazy story arcs, fighting buddies, this, that, all right, divorce, two years later, another divorce. Yeah. So, you know, I, Logan's 27, Tate's 35. Yeah. Tate, I'm an old man in my old age. You're not that old, bro. Like, yeah. you're good. But if you're Logan and you don't recognize exactly what happened to Tate, could have been you, bro. Yeah. But at the same time, you also recognize Logan's, a th uh, Tate's a threat. Mm-hmm. He's coming for the throne, yeah. social media throne here. I mean, we're talking about elite, elite, elite eyeballs. Yeah. Right. So if you're Logan Paul and, you know, I happen to think that when you when you reference someone, one of the, the Paul brothers could be president one day. I'm dismissing Jake Paul from this conversation <laughs> entirely. Uh, but if you're Logan Paul and you're looking at somebody coming up, what do you want him to join you on the throne or you want to shit on him when he's down? And that's where I think his perspective is right or wrong. I appreciate Pat's wisdom. I'm looking at, at um, Logan, looking at Tate being like, nah, sorry, buddy. Like keep it moving. And then if you want to really, 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 really hear Tate's feelings on Logan, tune into the interview that's launching tomorrow. Cause he tells it like it is perspective that I didn't kind of see coming, but like if there's anything not, and you probably follow the Paul brothers way more than I do, but their story arcs are very like beef. And then we'll hug it out. Like everything that uh, Logan did with KSI, weren't mm -hmm. they like yeah. enemies and now they're buddies launching yeah. a business together. Yeah. yeah. Can't you see a day when time where Logan Paul and Andrew Tate kind of team up and do something together? I mean, they're going to probably fight before they be become best friends, mm -hmm. but I know Tate's big on story arcs. How I see is because look at it this way, right? They want to be number one all the time. What did Logan Paul say? You're the number one podcast in the world. And I get it. However, they saw Tate, like you said, as a, as a man enemy. However, for them, it's more like, you know what? If I can align myself with the populace and say, you know what? The liberals. Ban him because he's a bad person. Yep. Then you know what? I'll gain a whole new audience and I look good as well. Yep. How he did it, I think was not classy. However, mm -hmm. I get where his point of view is. He was able to, able to galvanize the politically correct people to come to his side, people that otherwise would have never rocked with him. You know, yep. the females, the feminists, the people that are all SJWs that typically wouldn't have rocked with the Paul brothers. Now he's able to galvanize them, come over because they hate Tate more than him. And here's my biggest issue that you brought up earlier, uh, Pat, is you were at a worse scenario yourself. So if you kick him out while he's down, bro, who are you to even do that? And he mentioned something in the podcast that was very funny to me. He said he changed as a person. So my question is, can't Andrew Tate change as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is um, 
the reason why I lost respect for them is because the thing is when you when you align yourself with the SJWs, right, and you're like, oh yeah, cancel and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. What you're basically uh, an injustice for one is an injustice for all. What's to say that they're not going to cancel you? The only difference between Logan, honestly, and Tate is that Tate blew up at the wrong time. If Logan went through that controversy Ooh. today with that video uh, of showing that guy uh, that passed away, he would have been canceled mm -hmm. to another level because we're even more woke now. Nowadays, you get canceled for saying certain things. He shows a dead body. Yeah, you know what I mean. Of a person that killed himself in Japan, he would have been been way past canceled for him. So for him to not exercise that same level of compassion for another guy mm -hmm. that's in the same space that did less than himself is ridiculous to me. And then KSI, same thing. He did way worse stuff, but again, it's to galvanize a certain demographic that's of people why. that typically weren't it's, it's liking them, and it's marketing. And then the other thing too with Jake is that, um, uh, with, with Jake. He did the same exact thing, you know, galvanizing, uh, you know, the populace as well. But um, damn, I lost my train of thought with Jake. It'll come back to me. But go ahead. You were going to say no, something? Jake understands on some level that there is responsibility as a creator. And you don't always have the right away. Because remember, social media has its own companies. It's like, for example, like there's leaders at the top and their terms of service are terms of service. It's very mm -hmm. big. But if you violate it, you know, you're out. I remember what I was going to say now. Good. With Jake Paul, he got accused of grape, graping a woman. Yeah. Right. For YouTube. Grape. We made a video defending him. Like, yeah. uh, you know, even though we might not necessarily agree, my thing is an injustice. Again, an injustice for one is an injustice for all. These women are out here making a bunch of false allegations. We know this thanks to the Amber Heard trial, right? We were able to see that, hey, if Johnny Depp had not turned those goddamn recorders on, we would probably be singing a much different tune because I remember them dragging him back in 2016 when these allegations first came out. And then thank God, we a couple months ago, we were able to see that, yes, women are able to lie too and believe all women is a fucking lie. So my thing is, is that, even if you disagree with someone, I'm not the biggest Jake Paul fan, but I'm not going to sit there and let a man be accused falsely because it was very clear that that woman was lying. Yeah. So for them to not exercise that same compassion for someone else, when they're typically can get canceled as well in this crazy SJW culture we're in, you know, to, to virtue signal, it's an L. And his fans saw that too. If you look at the comments, they're like, yo, this is you sold out, blah, 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 et cetera. So, and last part with yeah. Jake, I think he understands what it means to be hated because he's a, he's a troll himself. Yeah. And <laughs> to be fair with you, Andrew's a troll too as well. Andrew's a big troll, but people take him too serious because influence. Yeah. I'll say this to say, Jake on some level understands that and so you know what I can relate and he kind of like backed off so I get it so shout out to Jake man the weird the SJWs always eat themselves it's just a matter of time until the Logan does something and they're going to cancel him and then and he, you know what's funny too what my, my last point on this yeah. if the roles were reversed and they canceled Logan I promise you Andrew would have said canceling him was stupid you guys should have never canceled him Bam. if it was reversed and Logan got canceled for I some agree. shit Andrew Tate would have 1000% said Canceling anybody is unacceptable, and the platform should give it back. Meanwhile, you switch it around. What does he do? Yeah, he should have stayed canceled, blah, blah. KSI, same bullshit. If either of them got canceled for the stupid shit that they did today, Tate would take their back. I know he would. As a creator, we are in someone else's house. We don't own YouTube. We don't own Facebook. We don't own Twitter. Yeah. We could be banned any, any single day because guess what? The terms are so vague. It could say, for example, we said it's hate speech. Facts. It could be anything. So... We're all we're all in the same boat at this point. I think at the, at the end of the day, and this is why I think you respect what Jake Paul had to say is whether you like somebody, don't like somebody, hate somebody. At the end of the day, freedom of speech is a beautiful thing in this country. Yeah, yeah. and that you know, I'm not a fan of Trump. And anyone who's ever seen BBD podcast knows that I'm not a fan of Trump. But when he got banned, I said I don't agree with this. Bam. I said I don't agree with this. The fact that that these Virtual governments, as we call them, can just come out and say, yeah, Trump, you're done. Now, if you want to put a disclaimer, flag, whatever, I get that. 
But to just cancel somebody, this is so un-American. This is so not what we stand for in this country. Mm -hmm. So whether you're a Tate fan, you're a Paul fan, you're this fan, you're a Trump fan, freedom of speech is protecting opinions you like and especially opinions you don't like. Bam. Well said. And uh, real quick, guys, we're going to kill the Twitch stream and the Twitter stream as well. Um, so go ahead and check us. So come on over to YouTube, man. Type in Fresh Fit. To, and also, guys, go ahead and like the goddamn video. Only 2.3K likes. We got 6.4K you guys watching right now. Real quick, speaking of Trump, what are your guys' thoughts on um, them raiding Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> if you guys want to talk about it. All right, so let's let's talk about it. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, so there's two ways to look at this, right? One is um, let's look at the current president. He says he knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's right. He knew nothing about it. Let's actually play both sides. Okay. Yeah. If he didn't know anything about it, what kind of a leader is he to not know the fact that the number one competitor you have that they're about to raid, you knew nothing about it? Maybe that's because nobody looks at you as a leader. So now he says, no, 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 but I did know about it. No problem. If you did know about it, this is something you're doing to go after the guy that's your number one competitor. You're showing weakness because you're afraid he's going to go and compete against you. Now, Mm -hmm. somebody else may say, no, that's not what it is. He's guilty. He is this. He's that. That's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's right. Right. But they said the same thing about Russia. They said the same thing about so many different things. At this point, to be honest with you, it's not the right that's complaining the most. The left, not not the left, it's Democrats, forget mm-hmm. the left. I'm talking Democrats, independents, libertarians. They're like, listen, can you just get off of this mm-hmm. and just move on? Because we're sick of it and we don't believe you anymore. So what happens when you do that? CNN, how many people got fired lately on CNN? I mean, yeah, you, know, you got Cuomo, you got uh, Brian Stelter, you yeah. got... Uh, the you latest know, guy, uh, of course. Don Lemon's going to be next, all these guys. Why are they trading them? Why are they getting rid of these guys? Because the market is saying... We want to know the truth. The market is mm-hmm. sick of what's going on today. And the so, CEO as well. He came in there as a new figurehead. He's basically saying we need to get more money. Good for him. This. By yeah. the way, CNN was built by a founder who was an absolute stud of a guy named Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. That was CNN was always the place you went to listen to because there was reason there. You're like, you can see both sides. Today, it's not that. It's, you know, and, and by the way, same can be said about Fox. You yeah. know, you yeah. go to Fox, Fox is one side. You go to CNN, CNN, you go to NBC, NBC is completely lost. It's pretty crazy that today, Rather than listening to the political, you know, commentators, people are trusting a Bill Maher, a comedian. What? A, a Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. a Russell Brand. What are we talking about here? YouTubers. YouTubers? Yeah. You're talking about guys that are sitting there making more sense than some of these guys that their job is to do journalism. Yeah, America kind of doesn't trust their journal. There is no more journalistic integrity. It's whatever gets the eyeballs. But I will tell you, I think the next... 18 months, 2024 will be the Super Bowl of elections. If you think things got dirty in the last few years, this is going to be a very, very epic 2023 from October on till November. That 13-month stretch is going to be bonkers is what's going to happen. So it's going to be very epic. You know, obviously we're in a state where there's potentially three, four people running from this state in the mm-hmm. state of Florida. Yeah. You obviously have Trump. Mm-hmm. You have DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Mayor Suarez said the other day he would consider running. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, some people want to see Ivanka do some stuff. Maybe it's too early for her to do that. But there's a lot of people in Florida. So there's a lot of people in Florida that don't want DeSantis. They're like, listen, man, don't run. Just stay as a governor because yeah, we like yeah. you a little too much. But it's going to be very interesting next 18 months. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Adam? I think uh, the one thing that I that I could say, and, and more Americans, I think, are agreeing with me, is it, more than ever, it is so important to just be independent. OK, mm-hmm. I've, I'm not, a again, a Trump guy, um, not a big Biden guy, mm-hmm. but more than because if you're on a team, you feel the you feel the need to 
basically defend your team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, so you know, are. in sports, you know, if you're a Steelers fan and they play the Ravens, no, the Steelers, no, they're like more than anything. If I'm, I'm completely independent at this point. I'm, I would gladly vote for Ron DeSantis in a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more people, I think more Americans are becoming, we talk, we talk about the most important people in America are the 12% that run the elections. Like there's going to be 40%, 45% that vote Democrat, 45% that vote Republican. And it's a 10, 12% in the middle, basically control yeah. the country, the Rust Belt, Those everything guys. in Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, yeah. Ohio, all that every yeah. single time. Florida. Florida, I mean, Florida's a little more red now as we've seen, but not just being blinded by your team yeah. and just looking at the facts. I don't know what's going to happen in Mar-a-Lago, but I could tell you for sure, I felt victim, you know, part of you talking about, can you grow and can you change? We talked about Tate. I'm someone who has done that four years ago. I'm like, he did it, Russia, clearly. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, nothing really happened there. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of my friends who are basically still have Trump derangement syndrome who are basically saying, of course, we got to lock him up, Mar-a-Lago. I'm like, bro, you don't even know what happened at this point. Yeah. So more than anything. And this is coming from somebody that doesn't like Trump at yeah. all. Yeah. Adam. So yeah. I mean, as a person, but at the same time, I can recognize policies that he has done that has benefited America. And I think that's the problem that especially the people on the left have done is that they'll demonize Trump and they'll be, he's a demagogue, he's horrible, he's done nothing good for America. It's like, well, unemployment was very low. You know, the stock market was at all time high. He did put together peace agreements with enemies of ours. So like, you must be able to recognize the good with the bad. And that's the problem with this fractioned society where we're all living in different echo chambers, only listening to certain people you agree with is, and that, I mean, to kind of segue to what we do on Valuetainment, it's, we can have open dialogue and discourse and debates and totally rip into each other and then afterwards say, hey, man, great show. Let's go grab lunch. Yeah. Whoever it's with. Yeah. By, not by even the, just Pat the way, and I. I. I will tell you, though, a 38-year-old Trump on Fresh and Fit would break the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely, it, it definitely would, man. And, and I'll say, um, you know, and I'll put this out there as a disclaimer. I like Trump. I'm a Trump supporter. Uh So, you know, just so that I get that out there. But I will say that, you know, CNN and these like big media outlets, they're not doing as well as people like Joe Rogan, Tim Cast, et cetera, which is why people, you know, they made an attack on Joe Rogan. They try to Mm -hmm. get him with the N-bomb thing. As you guys remember, you know, that was a targeted attack Um, with Tim Cast. You know, he's pretty much like they shadow ban him or whatever. And these guys are doing better numbers than a lot of these mainstream media outlets, your guys, yourselves. And, um, you know, what I've come to realize is that people want independent media. Um, the people are speaking. You got you look at like a mainstream media outlet like NBC, whatever you look at. They, they took out the dislike bar. A lot of the reason a big reason was because of these mainstream yeah. media things getting terrible dislike ratios on their content. So the people are kind of waking up and be like, yo, these mainstream media outlets, they're out here to make a buck, not necessarily tell the truth. And the other thing, too, with Trump is that. Anytime Trump is in the headlines, ratings go up. They know that. Yeah. Trump yeah. is literally a lightning rod for media views and and growth. So this is why they're covering the you know the search warrant extensively. What I'll say from my professional experience from being a, a former special agent and like drafting literally hundreds of search warrants for situations just like this is I actually went through the affidavit, the FBI agent's affidavit, and I read through it very uh, um, thoroughly. And a lot of it is redacted. And a bit, part of it, why it's redacted is for a bunch of national security reasons and also to protect the investigation. But I know for a fact, just from reading it, um, and I had a whole video on this, you guys want to check out on Fed, Fed 1811, there was definitely informants involved, people that were close to Trump to, for them to be able to give that information to get a search warrant, because getting a federal search warrant is extremely difficult. You need to be able to articulate facts that show that 
the fruits of a crime or evidence is going to be there. And you need to be able to do it within a certain tight time frame so that they can go ahead and search the home because the home is looked at as, you know, one of the highest echelons of the Fourth Amendment. Right. So I will say from all the stuff that's been going on, and this is coming from me being from an unbiased position, I think Trump is in trouble uh, from what I've seen with, you know, what the DOJ has filed versus what his lawyers have filed. This is a special master situation, et cetera. Um, I predict he's more than likely going to get indicted. And I'd say wow. that as, as, a, as a supporter. Well, just Tucker awful. Carlson also agrees with you. Yeah. He came out and clearly he's on Team Trump. And yeah. It sounds like you're on Team Trump too. Yeah. And I appreciate... You got to be unbiased with that. I, exactly. I appreciate someone who's on your side that will basically call out their own side. Yeah. I call out the wokeism and the leftism on the yeah. Democrats all the time. It's Being so objective, big. you know, basically they had given him plenty of chances. Mm -hmm. Long story short, for those of you guys that are wondering what the fuck is going on, he had some documents that were classified. He shouldn't have taken them at the, at the White House, right? And he was supposed to give them back. He had been, him and his, his attorneys have been, been going back and forth with, with the government. Hey, I'll get them back, blah, blah, blah. They didn't, you know, do it in due time. They had, uh, you know, his lawyers, his lawyers are in trouble too. Some of them are lowering up. Um, they had basically like said, oh yeah, I attest that, you know, these documents have been returned. FBI does a search warrant, finds contrary that the documents are still there, you know, extremely sensitive stuff, TS, SCI, et cetera. Basically stuff like we're talking about nuclear secrets, other um, defense, national secrets, whatever it may be, right? So they go ahead, they seize it, et cetera. And um, there's a bunch of evidence that now that shows that like, yo, they had made efforts to try to get these documents earlier and, you know, Trump's lawyer team, whatever the fuck, they didn't do it. So, you know, on, you know, uh, on obstruction, <laughs> they got him almost dead to rights on obstruction of justice, which, mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with the clearance of the documents. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. You know, I hope nothing happens, but I mean, from my professional experience being unbiased here, it would, it's extremely likely that he's probably going to get indicted. I just think, man, that like people want a leader. It's tired of hearing the news what's in, in the news right, right now. And like, for example, Trump is a leader. So what do you have against all these platforms? It's influence. Same thing with Tate. What do you have influence? So when you have influence on that level, they want to take you down. So that's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But no, um, cool. So real quick, I'll. Uh, do you guys have anything that you want to? I don't know if you guys. Well, I'll just say what I always say a million different times. Yeah, Trump's a leader. Biden, whatever. Not not as much of a leader. At the end of the day, I love America. Okay, I'm an American. All right, Pat is famous on Fox News for saying "born in Iran, made in America," and there's a there's a large contingency of Americans who are ashamed to be American. Yeah. And that is largely on the left. And I think that is such a disgusting quality because if you want to leave this country, go buy a $500 plane ticket, vamos. Yeah. Go anywhere you want in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me how it is, buddy. So I would love a situation in America where we have a leader, a president that can get 60% approval rating. And many years ago, that would seem not that far-fetched yeah but when nowadays when when biden's treading water at 40 and trump barely cracked 45 on a best day i want someone who can lead america that we can all look at and say all right that's our leader because i'm so sick of people in america saying not my president yeah not my president the, the leftists said that about trump and now people are saying that about biden and what happened to a time where we say, all right, I just believe in the American president. And unfortunately, the last time that we had something like that was right after 9-11, which was 21 years ago. Yeah. So that's what I wish for America. And yeah. uh, just quick update. Uh, rest in peace, PNB Rock. Uh, apparently he, he passed away. He just passed away just now? Yeah. Oh, well, wow. Not just now, but like uh, apparently that's the news right now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, from, uh, that's horrible. Yeah, he got robbed in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Wow. Wow. Yeah. LA, uh, going back to what you were saying, LA is, is a war zone now, man. Extremely yeah. dangerous. 
crime has been going up, homelessness has been going up. Uh, you know, these states uh, that are super woke tend to, you know, mm-hmm. go that route. Well, may he rest in peace. But it, just just to uh, piggyback on what you're saying with Trump here, a couple of things to be thinking about. Yeah, please. Is one, if they do indict him, mm-hmm. let's just say they go there. Yeah. Okay. If you think protesting was bad a year and a half ago, <laughs> I'm just being very honest. With you're you. right. It's it's so so. Here's what it's going to do. Let's go through it. Let's process it together. Sure. They indict Trump. No problem. They want to publicly humiliate this last name forever. Okay. If this was 50 years ago, they don't publicly humiliate you. They take out the Kennedy last names. And when's the last time you saw a powerful Kennedy today? There's not many powerful Kennedys left today. Yeah. They fully eliminated anybody with any kind of an affiliation to the Kennedy last name today. Right. Yeah. There's RFK, the son, but outside environmental's lawyer, not mm-hmm. much. Today, they can't do what they did in the 60s. It's a different the power game today. of the gun, you're saying. They can't do that today, but there's a different way. Character assassination, yeah, they, exactly. can, they can bring Karen McDougal, they can do Stormy Daniels, and they can, oh, you know, Russia, oh, he's linked to this, oh, he's this. Okay, no problem. So let's say they go through with the process, mm-hmm. and we see Trump going like this. Go to that, okay? Let's mm-hmm. go to that visually. Yeah. 100% DeSantis is the president for the next eight years. 100 percent. So so if they do do that Mm -hmm. with the intention of, oh, this is going to help us win, it's going to get everybody that's part of Trump's base to back up DeSantis. Mm -hmm. It's a lock. Mm -hmm. It's a lock. So if they do want a DeSantis president, then this is the direction they got to go. No problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're smart enough because they're thinking they're going to go this route and they're going to beat DeSantis. You're not going to beat DeSantis. Everybody from his camp is going to be so loyal to DeSantis. They're going to raise money. It's going to be record-breaking money raised ever, mm-hmm. period. So now, say they don't indict him, okay? Say mm-hmm. they don't indict him. Here's what's going to happen. The smarter move for Democrats is not to indict him. Why? The worst thing that's going to happen to Republicans is the following thing here. This is just purely my analysis. I may be wrong, but this is the worst thing that can happen to Republicans. A stage with DeSantis and Trump fighting each other. That's the best Mm -hmm. day for Democrats. Mm -hmm. Democrats don't understand that if DeSantis and Trump are on stage together talking trash to each other because they're both super competitive, neither one of them is going to let the other one talk smack to the other one. That's when Democrats win mm, because they're going to expose each other. So some Republican strategists behind closed doors, maybe if you're that much of an idiot, hmm. go and die them. Watch what happens. Mm-hmm. DeSantis will win the way Reagan won 49 states to nothing. DeSantis will win potentially 50 to nothing in the, if they indict Trump. It'll be the biggest embarrassing loss in the history of mankind. If you think Tom Brady made a comeback <laughs> on freaking Atlanta Falcons, 28 to three, they came back and won all the freaking Atlanta Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. were going and seeing a therapist five minutes later. Yeah. How the hell did this take place? It'll be 10 times worse than that. Yeah. And so, then, by the way, just to add to that, a, a great analysis right there, throw on a, a Mike Pence on the stage as well. Mm-hmm. How ugly could that get? But again, just sure. being a, yeah. an American, there's a lot of people on the left that aren't going to like what I'm going to say. I don't want to see Trump in handcuffs. I don't want to see a former president of the United States walk away in handcuffs. That is not a good look for our country. Yeah, At some point, bad. you have to just put our country first, no matter how you feel about Trump. Love him or hate him. You do not want to see a president of the United States in handcuffs. What would the rest of the world, our enemies out there, China, Iran, Russia, North Korea, say, told you so. Look at America. They're all corrupt. Even the president goes to jail. Not a good look for us. There's a saying that goes, you don't fight a a strong nation front from the front. You fight it from the inside. What's happening in America? 
we're being attacked from the inside. And we don't even know it. And before you know it, you could, do you guys believe in the NWO or no? The New World Order? Yeah. Do you? Sure. Okay. I just think that like Americans are asleep and what's happening is we're being attacked from the inside out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was a really good um, analysis there. I didn't even yeah. think about that, 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 that that's 4D chess right there. As far as if they indict Trump, well, that, that will mm-hmm. actually galvanize the right. It's well, you got to understand who you're level. talking with. This is the, this is the, the author of <laughs> yeah. a Wall Street Journal bestselling book. Mm-hmm. Your next five moves. He's always thinking five steps ahead. But, so but this by, is... by the way, I'm telling you, like the art of war, Sun Tzu said what? If the enemy is about to fall, leave them alone. Democrats should let Republicans beat each other, but they won't do that. No, they won't. They won't do that. Which, by the way, great. No problem. Go at it. It's going to be very, very ugly the next 18, 20. America's, like, let me put it to you. If I would have told you four years ago, go to 2015, okay, Mm -hmm. where smoking marijuana was still like, oh, we shouldn't legalize it, all this stuff. Today, nobody, you know, you smoke marijuana, it's like, Okay, no problem. It's like, yeah. I can't believe you're smoking cigarettes. You know, yeah. you should smoke some marijuana. So, you smoke <laughs> cigarettes, right? so cigarettes is frowned upon today. There's this one guy who's going around telling everybody we should legalize marijuana. His name is Joe. Maybe you know his last name. Rogan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine Joe Rogan from that moment, the guy that's the voice of UFC outside of Dana White, outside of the big fighters that they have. This guy's everywhere. This guy's running a podcast. This guy's telling people legalize marijuana, ayahuasca, all this stuff. To three weeks ago telling Aaron Rodgers the solution is to vote Republican? What? Yeah. And then three months ago, five months ago, Elon Musk tweets the solution is to vote Republican. Do you know how? Those are like two guys you should not lose. You cannot lose Joe Rogan. He's the number one podcaster. You cannot lose Elon Musk as the richest man. You can't lose those two guys. You just lost them. Do you know the amount of influence those two guys have? So today... This is, again, the fault of the left. They did this to themselves. Mm. So the right move right now is step out of the way. Stop with January 6th. Step out of the way with this whole Mar-a-Lago stuff. The only chance Democrats have right now is to allow them, uh, Republicans who are super— com- The one thing about Democrats, they unify. Behind closed doors, they'll say, hey, they do. Elizabeth Warren, you got to step out. Hey, Pete Buttigieg, come out and— sp- You know, hey, you know, guys, Bernie, let's Sorry, go. We Bernie, you're, yeah. you're not the guy. But no, Republicans are so competitive, they can't help themselves. You know, Pence will compete. Trump will compete. Nikki Haley will trump. DeSantis will get. They're going to compete. But Democrats are making it easy, the direction they're taking right now. So this is why I said to myself, and when we were talking, I said, who's the number one strategist right now for the Republican Party? Who's the number one strategist for Democrats? Who the hell is the strategist behind closed doors sitting there saying, guys, this is not the right move. Here's how to do it. This is what... I don't think a lot of that's taking. I think neither side is united. I think Democrats are just a little bit more united than the Republican side. For sure, I agree. But they're not making the right moves. Just my opinion. That's a good yeah. bet. I, I think it's. I think uh, for sure it's going to go to grand jury, whether they get a true bill of indictment or not. But it's definitely going to go to a federal grand jury, probably in Washington D.C. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Or the Southern District of Florida. I doubt it. Though. They'll probably do it out of because it's. I know it's the FBI field office out of uh, out of D.C. that's conducting the investigation. So. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, it's it's crazy stuff. Let's put our bets up. Yeah. Speaking of bets. Yeah. Oh, today's sponsor. <laughs> go my bookie. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, guys, winning season has officially returned with NFL preseason live. There are plenty of opportunities to win at my bookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or first timer, my bookie gets you most of your money for double deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. All you got to do is, is sign up, use promo code Fresh and Fit on your first deposit, and you instantly double your money with my bookie. It's simple. It's a $50 deposit plus 500 bucks into your account. And you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals, 
predict the Super Bowl winner, or use the MyBookie prop builder to give yourself the edge. You need to secure that bag. But anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie promo code pressure fit in the link. Shout out to y'all, man. There you go. Shout out. Who you, who you like in the Super Bowl? Uh, I know the season just started, but I mean, come on. Honestly, I'm not football fan. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what my bookie wants to hear. <laughs> you know, but, but, but I will say. <laughs> but when you do bet, tell me where you bet. Whoever's going to win. No, but like what site? Oh, my bookie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Did you watch first season, uh, first week I of the NFL? I watched a couple. So, you know, Brady, 19-3. It's interesting. The Cowboys, bad mess. Dak is done, done for six, mo- or six weeks. Nah, not a good look. And then Joe Burrow was, you know, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Four interceptions. What an ugly game at the end. Field goal, extra point, field. extra point. Very, very ugly game. But uh, it is what it is. But my Miami Dolphins. Tom okay. Brady, 45 yes, years sir. old, getting hit playing football. Yeah, this wow. guy. While he's going through personal issues, while he's doing all this stuff, running companies, investments, all this stuff, yeah. and he still shows up and they win the game. The stuff. level of mental toughness by this mm-hmm. guy, Tom Brady, on a whole different level. Are you following yeah. what's going on with Tom Brady, by the way? No. Uh, with his girl, like yeah. uh, with Giselle? Yeah, we're aware of uh, what's going on in that one. She's going to have a rough time. Think so. that, yeah, dude. I mean, he, he could, he's, dude, he's Tom fucking Brady, man. He's been, you know, destroying everybody since the early 2000s. I remember in middle school, the, Tom Brady was a man. So it's like, she'll never be able to find a, a replacement. Like th- these girls, I mean, I don't know if we're going to we'll get into intersexual dynamics, but these women are delusional. Like for her to think, oh yeah, I'm just going to leave Tom Brady and I'll be able to find a guy. You're stupid. I just don't understand. Like women have so, sometimes like the best options possible and they still find a way to make it seem like a terrible decision. I'm like, stupid. It's whatever, bro. Yeah, so I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but well, I mean, Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah, so he's the, how do you he's leave the goat? The goat? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not even I'm not even speculating what's happening. There are obviously some having some marital issues. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she wants to play this year. Can yeah. I speculate? Go ahead, I want to shoot. Speculate. Play, right. Here's my speculation. This. Here's my speculation. I may be wrong, but I'm speculating. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here's what I'm convinced happened. This is in my mind, the imagination. I'm just kind of playing this. So I'm convinced that there was a moment where Brady made a decision with his wife, babe, I'm retiring, but Mm -hmm. don't tell anybody, okay? Mm -hmm. I wanna be the first to announce it. Giselle, I believe, accidentally told a friend, who told a friend, who told a friend, and it got to Adrian, it got to the guys in ESPN, and they announced Brady has made a decision to retire. Brady comes out pissed off, a day later he writes the note saying, I am stepping away from the game, I am retiring, and it pissed him off so much that he wasn't the first person to say it, that they had an argument. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and play in the NFL just to say, I make the decision. Yeah, I'm mm. the one that's going back. That's how I see it. Mm. You have to be a, a little bit mentally off to compete at 44 years old. You got <laughs> seven championships. So if there is a guy that would just simply say, screw you, I'm going to play one more season because mm. I end when I'm done. And then here's what he said to himself. I'm not telling anybody if I'm retired. I'm just going to announce it after at, uh, nowhere to people on social media, and I'll do it. I'm not going to talk to my agents. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk to my managers. I'm not going to talk to my family. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. Again, pure speculation. Is she yeah. one that? So you you think you you suspect that he initiated the the breakup, not her? No, I I no, I speculate him saying to his wife that I'm retiring, and I'm speculating okay. that she accidentally leaked that to yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. regular, mm. purely accidental. Okay. Yeah. And he lost it saying, I told you, don't tell anybody. Yeah. And he, But she's he, initiating the breakup, isn't she? From what I understand, I thought she was initiating. 
she yeah she got pissed off and she left and she went to yeah. costa rica or but something you think like that's that. what started it okay oh, i i think that's what he started and she's saying you know what if you want to play it's either me or nfl and she's like uh, i'm gonna leave I'm gonna okay okay i see, I see. And, and by the way i don't see tom as a guy that wants to be single and go play i see tom as a guy that i think tom wants to stay married and wants to try to make it work because his parents, he comes from a very, very good family. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys seen Man in the Arena or not. If you're not seeing the documentary, it's an incredible documentary. Mm -hmm. And you see when his mom had cancer and she was at the game. You know the game 28-3 that I just referenced? Yes. Yeah. His mom has cancer. That's the first game she comes after the hospital. He says, I'm in the locker room. My mom's got cancer. I'm down 28-3. I can't lose like this. He makes the greatest comeback of his career while his mom's in the audience having cancer. He wins. The moment with his family afterwards is priceless because wow. his dad's like, hey, you did it for mom. That's great. I'm proud of you. So he's a family guy. When there was a kid one time that asked him a question saying, who's your hero? I don't know if you remember his answer or not. There, this this video of Tom Brady, you should go see it, okay? When Tom Brady's asked, Tom, who's your hero? I dare any man to go watch it and not get emotional. They asked him the question, so Tom, who's your hero? And Tom looks at the kid. The kid is asking a question. He says, you want to know who my hero is? Yeah. He says, huh, my hero? My dad's my hero. And when he's saying this, tears are coming down. This guy in his core is a family guy. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. He smashed, he played, he did what he did. You're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. You're a freaking star doing what you're doing. You ought to have the reputation. You're, you're, this is Derek Jeter. Tom Brady is here. Yeah. I mean, you're at the level of Michael, Tiger. There's only like yeah. a handful of Tom Brady's in the yeah, world yeah. in different sports. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got that out of your system. Good for you. But I don't think Tom's a guy that wants to go through the I, – I think he's a guy that wants to kind of get his family going. It's very difficult to be the greatest while simultaneously womanizing. It's very difficult. You know, if you look at a lot of the top athletes, they typically had a stable woman. They might play here or there, but they had a stable woman that they were dealing with. Because yeah. it's, it, it's, I've always said it. you can't be the top womanizer while simultaneously being the greatest from a financial perspective and an accomplishment perspective, whatever, because dealing with women in I itself. I have a couple multiple. people that would disagree with you. You think so? I think there's this guy. What was his first name? It wasn't uh, It wasn't Cat or Lion. What was his first name? It was uh, Tiger. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but before, no, 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 but I'm saying building up, building up. When he was killing it in the 90s. I mean, after he had his For sure. By the way, if you look at Michael in his rookie year, he looks like a nerd. Yeah. If you see his interviews, he doesn't fully, he's not like yet, you know, you can kind of see a little bit of innocence. When Michael realized he's going to destroy everybody, then Michael became Michael. It was a whole different story. So that's what I meant. I meant when he was killing it in the 90s. Not when you're already like, yeah, he was the man by then. Kobe Bryant, you know, he was already the man by the time, you know, he got involved with that situation in in interview with Kobe Bryant as well. That was a great interview, by the way. Yeah. By the way, two things with, you know, I just sat down with Shaq a couple weeks ago. So Shaq, I don't know if you guys know what happened when I interviewed Kobe. I asked Kobe a question story, saying, Kobe, yeah. you know, if Shaq had your work ethic, who would he have been? He says Shaq would have been the greatest of all time. He said we would have 12 championship rings. Anyways, mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith, they talk about it the next day. Yeah, That interview ends up getting that clip gets a few hundred million views when we do the whole interview with Kobe. Shaq sends me a message on Instagram. And Shaq says, he says, uh, that's the dumbest question I've ever had. Stupid question. Why don't you go back and you know, do your small ass company? I hate it when people ask stupid ass questions like yourself. Oh, he blocks shit. me. He was mad. I'm like, oh, what? Pissed. Why is Shaq blocking me? I'm like, dude, I loved you when he came to the Lakers. You're my first big rookie card I ever pulled, Stadium Club. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward three years later, Shaq finally agreed. He came to MGM Grand. We did the interview. This is three and weeks ago. This is at MGM Grand yeah. Arena on the main stage right after we had Nelly put on a concert. 
And I asked Shaq the question. I said, Shaq, so listen, you know, that question kind of pissed you off. I got to ask you this question. Who would you have been if you had the, you know, Kobe's work ethic? Is that would have been Shaq? He says, he says, Kobe's work ethic was alien-like. He says, this guy was just nonstop. He was so obsessed to be the greatest of all time. He said, that was not my obsession. My obsession was to be the most dominant player of all time. It's mm-hmm. a completely different perspective. But the guy was playful, joking with everybody. By the way, fun fact about uh, Shaq. So he's just talking. My son is sitting on my lap because him and Shaq really hit it off. So he tells Shaq, to, uh, he tells Dylan to come on stage. He's sitting here. And he says, Dylan, we going to the club afterwards. We're going to be popping <laughs> bottles and we're doing this. And Dylan's eight years old. So he's like, Dad, I want to go to the club with you. I said, dude, you're not going to the club with Shaq. This is a different club. But Shaq says, he jokes about Tinder. I said, wait, did, were you on Tinder? He says, yeah, I was on Tinder. I said, you were not on. He says, I'm telling you I was on Tinder. <laughs> I said, you're on Tinder. He says, Pat, I was on Tinder for two days. He says, I dressed up. I put on a suit. I shaved. I did everything. I went on Tinder. I'm swiping right, messaging girls saying, hey, meet me at the gas. He said, you're not Shaq. I don't believe that. He says, two days later, nobody believed me. I just got off Tinder. Can you imagine? Shaq was on Tinder and nobody believed him. Wow. I told y'all, bro. Yes. It's, you can't even get a match with Shaq. Tell him what he told Dylan, though. He said, oh, we're going to the club, and we might even go to the gentleman's club. Keep in mind, Dylan is an eight-year-old stud. Yeah. Is he eight? He's eight, yeah. Stud of a kid, eight years old. I mean, I'm not even, like, being biased. What a kid. Because, yeah, we go to the Gentleman's Club, and uh, Dylan goes, Daddy, what's the Gentleman's Club? He's like, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a library for men. We just... <laughs> no, I said it's library for men, except it's missing the book cover is what it's missing. <laughs> but it was legendary. But to come full circle, yeah. the Shaq interview, I'm sorry, the Kobe interview, hmm. Everything that happened with that, it was, it's known as Kobe's last great interview. This was in 2019. Yeah, yeah. A couple months I before, saw that interview. A great couple one. months before he passed. To come full circle, after everything that we've been through in the past couple of years, to have this interview with Shaq, it must be pretty compelling for you to, to you know, where you were three years ago. You sold the company, everything that happened. Now you have Shaq, you have Dylan on your lap. It's This is a big deal. Life is funny, man. It's just, you know, just be patient. Man. You may have a fallen out with a friend today or somebody today five ten years later all of a sudden you're in business together you're having you know great conversations together so it's it, it, sometimes we choose the stars too early sometimes we choose the rock stars of the industry too early be patient way too early things can change i was saying uh never close open doors because you never know when you might have to walk through it again you know every 10 minutes you say something and every time you say something i'm taking notes that's the wisdom <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> this is the wisdom of the former pastor constant right, the number one yeah. sometimes uh i'll say this real quick because we're going back to the giselle and uh tom brady thing um and i i foresee what giselle was going to happen is she's going to end up like larsa pippen i don't know if you guys heard larsa pippen a couple weeks ago you know was uh, t- did a an interview where she basically said it's very difficult for me today i can't find another scotty pippen <laughs> and um i mean there's a reason for that she I mean, said that yeah really? yeah yeah, yeah she said that yeah 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 we broke it down on one of our episodes wow. uh, she because yeah. uh, she had been you know because she, she she left him dated future dated a couple celebrities a couple ba- uh, athletes whatever you know she wanted to she followed the kardashian route right because mm-hmm. she was friends with them and she wanted to kind of experience that single life and i was like well that's going to be a detriment to your long-term happiness because you know we know women typically want some type of monogamy or security and she left a guy that was very secure that she had children with and she went out there had some fun blah 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 now you know scotty has a younger hotter girl and she's older and you know i've always said it controversial take but as women age typically they lose value in the sexual marketplace with dating and having options and when you're a woman at that caliber You've been accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and it's very difficult for women to regress from a male standpoint of the type of men that they date. So it's going to be tough for her. Somebody actually spotted her with Jordan's son, which is a whole other how the mighty have fallen, I guess. Wow. She, she has options, by the way. But guess what? 
they just want to smash. She is, yeah, sexual so, options so, only. So, so it's like she left thinking the grass was greener on the other side, but like mm-hmm. there's no grass over there. And I foresee the same is going to happen probably for Giselle. It's artificial. And so. she was uh, making news. This is probably a year ago. She was dating the the player. Uh, and the Timberwolves, uh, Malik something. She was basically running around oh, with this guy. Yeah. Okay. Walking hand in hand in the airport, paparazzi all over the place. Yeah. Here's this 24-year-old dude in the NBA that's, he's just looking for eyeballs. I mean, yeah, exactly. okay, he's like, yeah, I'm banging. And a funny exactly story. Life, whatever. And a funny story. Like, yeah, yeah they don't exactly. Re- but he's not going to take that girl seriously. Exactly. Not. Where she looks like an absolute joke. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just, I'm playing. I'm having Some a Some women have a lack gross of awareness of why men are actually dealing with them in the first place. They tend to think I'm special mm-hmm. and he likes me for me. But the reality is, no, he likes you for the story. Malik Beasley. Malik you, Beasley. you, you know this, Larsa Pip. I mean, you've spoken she, about By her. the way, she's, she's a Syrian. And yeah. f- to be the more, one of the most famous Assyrians in the world, there's only seven of us and she's one of them so so Syrians know who she is but yeah. uh listen man pippin you're talking about one of the top 50 greatest players of all time you're For laying sure. next to this guy almost bought his house his, his house right. that i looked i was telling yeah. him about oh, that was renting. but it's a beautiful house you saw the whole thing in the back but uh, listen you know for for her to go through what she goes through, look at look at what Jeff Bezos' wife did. Twenty five years you're married to Bezos. Okay. At the mm-hmm. time, Richard Bezos. Bezos. Okay. Just think about it. Yeah. When do you wake up and you say, Oh my God, I am so tired of this guy that wants to take over the world. I'm drained. Stop. How much more money do you need to make? You put out Barnes and Noble. You you put borders out of business. Bookstores are going out of business. You're driving me and say, can we just sit down and have popcorn and watch a movie, right? And then she says, you know what? This is just not going to work. They tweeted both on the same day. Mm-hmm. After 25 years, we've decided to. Tether. They did it the right way. They they have the right PR firm, okay? Yeah. So they know kind of what they're doing. <laughs> they can afford a real good PR firm, yeah, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she leaves and she... Hooks up with who? A school teacher. School teacher. So now imagine this. Now, now let's Stupid. give the perspective. Yeah. So she comes on, babe, how was your day? You will not believe this student. You know what he answered on 47 times 28? I couldn't believe it. when. I, and she's probably been thinking in her head, 47 times 28? I was married to a guy that could do 17.962 times 30. <laughs> what the hell is this guy talking? Maybe I can tolerate this next day. So babe, how was your day? So today, this guy turns into paper. He uses blue ink. I told him black. After a while, she's going to sit there and say, what the hell is the matter with this guy? Was married to a guy that went to the moon. He's doing not went to the moon, but, you know, he built all this yeah, stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I can see how being with a personality like a Brady, like a Michael, like a Magic, like a Kobe, that's got to be draining. It's yeah, not easy. To a degree, it's yeah. it's yeah. got to be like, dude, it's nonstop. But at the same time, the alternative is a hundred times more boring. And the moment <laughs> yeah. you get bored, the moment you get bored and you're done hooking up with a guy that, you know, he did whatever he did to you, you're like, okay, fine. You're laying and you turn your back. He's asleep. You're acting like you're asleep. All you're thinking about is Scotty freaking Pippen. Bam. That's what you're thinking about. Yeah. Because, and she said that. Yeah. She said and that. Listen, by the way, credit to her for saying that. She thought she was going to be a Kardashian. She did not have a strategist. <laughs> Who's the legendary strategist of the Kardashian Chris family? Jenner, the mother. She, Actually, shout to Ray J, man. He should be here soon. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's a legit strategist. So yeah. when you have a Chris Jenner, you tend to produce billionaires. Okay. People, <laughs> people think it's like, you know, because remember, how many billionaires has Chris Jenner produced now? Ooh. How many? Two. Yeah. Two, two kids. She gave birth to two billionaires. I'd love to see who's given birth to two billionaires. Yeah. Chris Jenner can say, I gave birth to two billionaires, and her strategy 
of how to do it. Did you see what uh, Ray J said yesterday when she was being questioned, truth or dare? Did, the, the, did you see that whole with thing? With the lie detector? With, yeah, lie yeah, detector. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, so I did not sell the sex tape. Of course she's telling the truth. And yeah. then Ray J is like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, so it's a, it's a very interesting scene of dynamics between these guys. Yeah. Going well, back and forth. Well, Do you think she did sell the sex tape? Or what's what's your thoughts on so, that? Surprise, because I, I speak to Ray J's team all the time uh, behind the scenes. So <laughs> I, guess, oh, I guess I can say it now. Yeah, um, you put it out, right? And Ray J comes back to Miami. It's coming on the podcast. However, I do want to say this regarding the actual footage that was leaked or whatever. It was definitely Chris Jenner. Like, like it was all planned out. And so technically, I guess she didn't lie. <laughs> Chris Jenner has put it out. <laughs> yeah. And the contract that was between them, you know, between uh, Ray J and Kim, it was signed and, and sealed. So like she's saying things to like obviously keep up her end of the bargain by being ambiguous and not being the one yeah. that did it. But yeah. we all know from what we've already said that she did it. So it's like whose word is, is over who? What do you but, think about that? But hold on. In court, though. Who's going to hold up? I think Ray is going to win, hands down. Yeah, um, I, I, I believe Ray J's story. I, I think, um, you know, we got to go ahead and look, you know, go back in time a little bit, back in the mid to early 2000s when this video came out, right? Um, I think what, the, the sex video came out somewhere between 2006 to 2008. This is before the era of social media. Yeah. So, you know, they record on a piece of shit phone, blah, blah, blah. And it was a crazy publicity stunt because sex tapes were kind of like a novel thing. Like if you want to get your name out there, you would have a sex tape. I remember China from WWF or well WWE Pam now. Anderson, you know Pam Tommy Anderson Lee was the biggest and Tommy thing on the Lee. Planet. That was a huge way to get put on back then in the day. You know, like um, it was still fairly novel to have a sex tape of a celebrity. So she just did it at the right time. Nowadays, all girls are doing it, thinking that it's going to work. And <laughs> when, it, when in reality, we're desensitized to female sexuality now. It's all over the place. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a publicity stunt back then and they were able to take advantage of the times and the sensitive it's a sensitivity to pornography and celebrities. What and do you think about it, though? Do you, how do you judge it? Do you sit there and say great strategy. Or do you say, why would a mom do something like that with her daughter? That's a fantastic point. I've talked about this with the girls and, and, and it's kind of scary because um, I asked the girls, do you think Kim Kardashian is a good role model as a mother and a wife? And a lot of the girls say yes. And to me, I'm like, holy shit, because on one side, yeah. she's a fantastic entrepreneur. I cannot take a, you know, take anything away from her when it comes to making money, building publicity, getting clout, uh, putting her, keeping herself relevant in the, uh, in the news um, for the better part of a decade plus. Right. However, it's always a trade off. Women tend to think that they can have it all and you can't. You know, just like I've always said, you can't have the utmost you know, security while simultaneously having the utmost freedom or liberty. Right. Same thing with with females. You can't have the utmost entrepreneurship, being a boss, etc., and selling your soul for fame and money while simultaneously being able to preserve your chastity and your image. It doesn't work that way because we know for most women, right, you know, unless you're like a Candace Owens or whatever, typically to get that level of notoriety and fame, you have to exploit your sexuality. And when you exploit your sexuality, unfortunately, you lose um, you lose a piece of yourself yeah. and, and people mm -hmm. aren't going to respect you or take you seriously. So from an entrepreneur standpoint, fantastic. From a mother slash um, wife standpoint, terrible. Several failed relationships. She's cried out. She's been on air multiple times crying because she can't keep a man. And, um, you know, people in general don't respect her. And she has a very negative reputation when it comes to that side. So I think deep my down, take. she wanted her family to be successful. And I hope she went about it and I've been the best way. Yeah. But at the same time, she made it happen. So I'll give her that credit. But like you said earlier, mm. being a mother and an example to follow. Eh, yeah. Bro. Fantastic entrepreneur. So, something about right, Kim. Yeah. Um, it, you know who whose blueprint she's following? Do you know? 
So there's a blueprint that she's following. I've talked about this before. Mm. So again, my best friend married her. I was in the wedding. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's yeah. like the last you know conversation. Firsthand. Yeah, I know firsthand. The first mm. com- like the last conversation I had with Kim was uh, I said, "Hey, well, like, best of luck." Well, we we had this conversation with Tate. Like, who's who's uh, blueprint? Do you think Jake Paul's uh, Logan, Logan Paul's Paul. following? Like, yeah. who do you want? Who you want to emulate? You want to be the Rock? Who do you want to be? Yep. So believe me, Kim's emulating someone. And I basically I said, "Hey, like, best of luck." You know, this is ten years ago. She goes, oh, don't worry, I'll be okay. She's like, I'll probably get married about eight, nine times. I'm the next Elizabeth Taylor, honey. Oh, God. So you got to understand, <laughs> wow. you got to understand who she is. This is in her wow. mind. So for Kim, you just got how many times did Elizabeth Taylor get married? Eight times, nine times. I mean, mm. so like sex model, like so. Just look at what Elizabeth Taylor did with her life and her uh, everything that she's done. That's the role model. That's, That's a crazy point. The blueprint. Insider mm. shit right there. Wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That tells you a lot for a woman to say that on her wedding day. Sheesh. No, 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 no. On the day that they got divorced. Oh, on the day. Oh, okay. On the okay. day that which, it came which out. Which was pretty much on the wedding day. That's I mean, so there Sheesh. is a template of who she wants to be. What's, so, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, on what? On the mom or uh, uh, on, on Kim Kardashian? Yeah, okay. Kim Kardashian uh, general. Take, I, I get my take. But. Take the video out. Take the video out. Um. Would they be who they are today? If you take the video out, I don't know. Would they be at the level that they are today? I have no idea. Would they still be relevant? I think absolutely. I think they would still figure out a way because she, because, okay. So what, what was Steve Wozniak's skill set? Product development. He produced a, a computer. What was Jobs, you know, gift? Sales. Marketing. Yeah. The guy was a marketing genius. Yep. These Kardashians are market. Absolutely. Do you know, there, you can be a great salesperson and make $100,000. You can be a great salesperson and make a million dollars a year. You can even be a great salesperson and make $5 million a year, depending on the product you're selling. But if you're a great marketer, the, the great marketers don't make a million or five million. Great marketers make hundreds of millions. millions of dollars, if not billions. Marketing pays money in ways sales will never pay. These guys are master storytellers. They get you and I to be talking about it right now. Yeah. And every one of them has 100 million followers. Yep. And, yep. and and the mom is dating. I don't know whoever she wants to date. She can date because she's dating these guys younger than her. Corey Gamble. So he, she's... Look, she's uh, uh, everybody wants to say, and the CMO of the year goes to the CMO of Apple Computers. And chief marketing officer of the year goes to the CMO from Intel. No, the chief marketing officer of the year goes to the Kardashian mom, Chris. That's the CMO of the year. She's the best CMO yeah, in the marketplace the right now. No you know? question. Yeah, she she pretty much was involved and like pretty like was involved heavily in Kim Kardashian sex tapes with Ray J, which I was a bombshell to me. I didn't realize because she made it art. She made it like, oh, I wasn't involved and he leaked that stuff and I want it gone and we're gonna sue him for defamation for making me look terrible all along. It was uh, a ploy. The best person is person behind the scenes pulling Bam. the strings. Yep, that's her. So um, yeah, so I'll hit these chats real quick and then uh, we're yeah. gonna wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, some of us are adults here with children and it's definitely not, <laughs> it's not us. Uh, first time super chatting, that segment about embracing being number two was profound. Keep up the value gems, thank you so much. Uh, what do you think of Project uh, Veritas as reporters and would you have them on your show? Oh, we had them on, we had them on already and I think they're uh, super necessary. James yeah. O'Keefe. Cool. Check them out, yeah. guys. Um, young L. Thomas, Pat, let the fellas know they have no information about the Zodiac, and it's not just a way for women to evade accountability. I saw your pod with the astrologist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I just realized it's February 1st, which is the same as my son. And you're what? You're October 2nd? October, yeah. October 2nd, I'm 30 years old. So, I mean, the, 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 the studies have shown this is proven. The number one greatest sign, Zodiac sign, this is hard, like major, major studies, invest billions of dollars, 
the best sign in the world is Libras. I, I just know, I, you have to know this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And no one knows who these researchers yeah. are or these scientists are. I just made <laughs> it up. But I'm just you, that up. you don't have to be, happen to be an October <laughs> I, Libra baby. I'm you? an October 18 <laughs> baby. I thought so. the research showed that February yeah. Aquarius babies were kind of where it's I at. Get I get mean, February babies. <laughs> I hire <laughs> April babies. I, July babies are very organized. October babies are great decision makers. Who do you got to stay away from? Oh, I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> They all say, I really want to know. I'm not a Trump guy, but I am a uh, Myron guy. Hello, speaking as a former street dude, when the feds come see you, you got a problem. They found what they were looking for. Myron, tell Trump to stop talking and texting and will uh, and SMH will Adam and Pat uh, be at the one million party. Hopefully they will. You guys are invited, man. Yeah. You guys are invited. You guys are super close. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're right down the street. We'll see. Um, Eric goes, love PBD and uh, sauce. Uh, thoughts on CP tomorrow, CPI tomorrow. Oil being depressed with strategic reserve release, but food slash housing still high. Feds also behind on efforts to collect excess cash. My bet is CPI and other indicators being held up until midterms. Thoughts. This guy's I, I coming agree. here for the consumer but, price but, index. That's yeah. what he wants to no, know. no, but it's what we just talked yeah. about like 40 minutes ago. It's the fact that the, the, the market can manipulate as much as they can up until midterms. And then if you really want to know how the market is doing, you'll find that third week of November. Mm. Bam. That's 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 okay. a good point. Uh, hey, Patrick, I disagree. If Trump gets indicted, ain't no more voting. It's clapping season. God bless America. <laughs> okay, my friend. Uh, Neil Stewart, uh, PBD incidentally, accidentally told women how to get a high value man. Uh, his wife helped with keeping his schedule and sex is scheduled. Three or four have no patience, though, to support a high value man. Neil Stewart. Uh, and that's from Neil Stewart. <laughs> I'm a little lost too, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, where can the people find y'all, man? Yeah. Valuetainment. Just look for Valuetainment <laughs> or PBD Podcast. <laughs> and, like, what's going on, keep man? in mind that, again, the, the interview with Tate goes live tomorrow, tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on PBD Podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to find it on Valuetainment.com. And if you want to have a conversation with Tate, go download the app Minect.com. You can ask him a direct question in text or video or FaceTime with him. On Minnect, M-I-N-N-E-C-T, the app is available on the App Store. Nice. Bam. Um, yeah, check. definitely, guys, go subscribe to their YouTube channels. They got a couple. They got Valuetainment Money, Valuetainment, and they got PBD Podcast. We were on the PBD Podcast. Actually, it was a fantastic interview when yeah. we did that. You guys show. are amazing. It was yeah. one of the better podcasts we did. Yeah, the audience loved you guys. That's when you learned about yeah. the pastor, Walt, and all the uh, <laughs> That came out for y'all, <laughs> the man. we got going a special. On. And y'all will see us back on Valuetainment as well, yeah. man. We'll probably do something with Adam and then do something again on PBD Podcast. So, yeah. you know, they're right up the street, guys, in, in Fort Lauderdale. So it would be a travesty. Uh, by the way, Mickey, here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. When you guys cross a million, we just one of the buildings that we bought that we're building, we're turning into a comedy club mm. and we put a whole, you know, liquor license. We're going to have a couple hundred seats. We can do an episode and house it with a couple hundred people. Live you show. bring some of your audience. We'll do a live oh, show. We can do that. Oh, night. That It'll be a one million sub celebration. and ridiculous building. Oh, the building, you'll, it's it's a yeah. nightclub slash cigar slash a bunch of different Well, places. if you know anything about yeah. Myron, he ain't leaving this house until they cross a million. <laughs> <laughs> so when, he, when they cross a million, we're going to invite go. him up the street. To come to our other studio, we'll do a live show. We'll, get, we'll definitely we'll get... do it. I'm down to do that. The only thing I ask is if the girls, act, if one of the girls act crazy, can I Frank Hassler? Can I kick her off? <laughs> sure. Okay. If I, sure. if I can I do it there, be different. Okay. As long as I can do that, brother. then I can. Then I'm, I'm down. I will definitely do that. I think that'd be great for the people to to see a live show um there but uh guys check them out man there are bros uh shout out to yep. value tim shout out to value tim and money pbd podcast all their links are below check them out on instagram follow them guys and we'll be back right uh in about what 30 40 minutes with some other ladies can, can i say one thing about yeah, what you guys are doing i please. think what you guys are doing are is so necessary 
and what men need to learn these days, where are they learning this kind of stuff? They're not learning it in school. You know, I don't know if their dads are teaching them this. So it comes down to basically the internet is where you can find things. And some people, they might say some things that get them canceled these days because they're so emphatic what they're talking about. So you guys are kind of, you know, walking that tight line, that tight yeah. rope. But I know that everything <laughs> yeah. you're talking about is just bet men needing to understand the marketplace and the sexual marketplace. You guys are necessary voices and you're encouraging men to get better, faster, stronger, cooler, wealthier, sexier, tougher, more rough. Like this is what men need to hear. So respect for you guys for, no, for everything. We're happy that, to have you guys, man. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Well, like from watching uh, you guys a couple years ago, you know, watching a drug house on surveillance to actually sitting at a table and having a conversation. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. Amazing. Uh, you know, so crazy like stuff, man. minds uh, think alike over here. For sure. A lot so, of wisdom in this room. Um, but anyway, guys, we'll be back here in a little bit, man. Go check them out there. Value Tainment. Shout out to them. Peace. Great podcast. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.